Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Hi. 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 Tabua. Tabua. Aub. What about Aub? Cool, neat story. Was that supposed to be funny? There's local politics, bud. I got a little taco meat on my chest. Let's get the pumping. I know Clip said he, he packed this in, so I'm just glad that I can prove Clip on. Got him, strike three, it's all over. The Pirates are dancing and they'll have a home regional in Greenville, North Carolina. A lot of people just see what we do on the field. They don't see the hours at five in the morning and the hours when it's 100 degrees out in Greenville. They don't see all that, so just seeing it finally pay off is just really awesome. Our guys are tough as nails. They've continued to show up when nobody else believed in them. I'm just so daggone proud of them. It's gonna be fun. We in the we in the fig. I mean, everybody gonna be loud. I'm gonna be loud with them. We screaming too. Like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. You ready for this? I am. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation. Here is your host. Clip Brock. All right, welcome in. Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And you can watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. Smash the likes like John Moody is already doing today as he joins us on Facebook Live. You can watch on YouTube as well as we will recap the greenville super regional it is hangover monday in eastern north carolina for everyone who was a part of that game last night shirley Rhodes, chandler honeycutt cj schaefer here to my left troy d and troy we uh kick off today's show on a somber note as the east carolina baseball season has come to an end i mean what an epic week weekend and uh regardless of how it finished just uh what a run by east carolina pirates and the guys and uh what a display by our fan base i I just gotta tell you i've been here a long time and i really thought after two rain delays by the way and the game not starting until 10.15 for a scheduled 4 o'clock start. Six hours later, I was like, you know what? If we have 1,000 fans in the stadium, if we have 500 fans in the stadium, that'd be great. I was stunned. The stadium was, I mean, more than half full. Uh, the jungle was bumping. Uh, and the fans that were there were as loud as if the stadium was full. And even though East Carolina was playing from behind, man, they showed up and they supported this team. And I know every time we, we drop the word epic around, but it was an epic day yesterday. I mean, just the whole way it played out. And I know it didn't play out the way we had wanted it to, but man, just what a, what an amazing run by uh, ECU. And unfortunately, come up a little short. And uh, once again, a bridesmaid, not a bride. But one day that glass ceiling will be broken, Clip. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're basically starting that game 10-15, spotting Texas four runs. You're still in the top of the first one out, man on base. So uh, for folks to show up the way they did was awesome. And it, it was loud, and you had some chances. Uh, you know, you, you give up four, you go to the bottom of the first. You got first and third, nobody out. Bryson Worrell has a 3-0 count. He's got the green light. Yeah. I would love to use my time machine to go back to that moment and uh, him have that pitch over again because who knows if they score two or three there in the first. They end up getting one, but if they yeah. get three or four, yeah. it could be different. I don't know. And I hate to say it. I mean, Cliff even referenced this in the post game. I know we'll probably get to some of that later on, but uh, I just think this thing was probably lost Saturday. Uh, when the Pirates up 7-2 in the seventh and let it slip away. I mean, you could taste it almost. You, you, you were... You know, it wasn't a 90 feet away deal from Omaha clip, but it started to feel like that, didn't it? I mean, it was 
there was a buzz going around. Are we calling and, it 14 outs away? <laughs> <laughs> well, I know my math's a little bit off at times, but let's not get bogged down okay, in the details. All right, you got it. Uh, just go with the moment clip. But anyway, it was starting to feel like could, this could be the moment. And just that's baseball. Jacob you know, Jenkins Coward hit that, that towering home run. It felt like a party, and, and maybe we started the party a little early. Yeah. And uh, I think once East Carolina let that game slip away Saturday, it was just like that. That was the chance that you had your foot on their neck, and we let them. We let them loose. Well, if you believe in momentum, Texas had it all heading into Sunday, and uh, you know both teams were worn out as far as starters go. Uh, he, Texas started a guy that East Carolina had already hit uh, that weekend, and you know obviously one run isn't going to get it done against Texas. I thought the yeah. offense would do a little more last night, but. I was, uh, I was ready for the long haul, ready for a lot of runs scored. Texas did their part. Unfortunately, the Pirates just couldn't do it last night. Yeah, I will say this. The number 17 for Texas, uh, Ivan Menendez. Melendez. 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 Uh, let me just say this. As good as advertised. You know, a lot of hype coming into this weekend series, and he's had a good year. Uh, a home run every day of the series. Uh, that kid's going places. I mean, he's, uh, he, as I said, he lived up to the hype, I thought. Uh, this weekend for since the they changed the bats uh he broke chris bryant's record for home runs in a season since they went to this new bat yeah impressive and uh you know what an i just can't believe i was you know doing the math on this i put it out there on uh social media seven games in 10 days for this east carolina program in postseason all in greenville and for every game we had an awesome tailgate and uh, our team, by the way, with Pirate Radio was tremendous. Uh, you know, on air, behind the scenes, everybody played a role. Everybody was involved. Uh, but Clip, I told you, I was worried about September coming up with four home tailgates back to back in a month. I am no longer worried about four home football tailgates. That is child's play. <laughs> that is rookie numbers light, right there. Light work. We just did seven football like tailgates. Some exceeding football tailgates, by the way in 10 days a football tailgate is what six hours yeah and if it's a noon game four hours is that how it usually works correct yeah yeah so you the, went yesterday 10 hours 12 <laughs> correct <laughs> correct we, well my day started about noon when i picked up ellerby and then we were we yeah. were rolling you did full f- capacity at one yeah and i got home at i believe it was 3 a.m when you got did home. two full and the, football and the difference is with, with baseball not only do you tailgate before the game and god knows it was fun this weekend i'm not complaining uh it was a great time some of the best tailgating moments i've ever had as a pirate in 30 years were this past weekend um but you also have the ability to tailgate during the game some because you can kind of go in and out in the jungle area and you can go back and you can tailgate in between innings and do that so the tailgate's actually extended during the game clip if you want to look at it that way and then when you get a multiple rain delays in excess of six hours what are you doing well you're probably tailgating again so no excuses for september no i am fine that was worrying me no longer is that a concern just don't get lazy during uh june and july troy (laughs) i know know. you gotta Got to keep up the pace. You got to do some mock tailgates. You got to well, stick with it. But man, it turned into the jungle lot and the the whole berm. <laughs> it rained so hard. I joked it was like a cross between Woodstock 
in the fire festival that turned into a disaster. I mean, it was just an absolute bleep show at one point in a fun way. You know what I'm saying? Like, not in a bad way, but it was just, it had just, I'm like, at this point, if this thing starts at midnight, let it ride. I'm in here so long, I ain't leaving. Like, I'm all in. Now, there were a few times I struggled, and I know Bailey, you know, was, was going to make fun of me because of my, I might have rested my eyes a little bit in a couple of the uh, at-bats in the, in the stands where I sit next to him. But uh, I had to start getting up and walking around about 1 a.m., you know, make sure. It was a long day clip, followed up from a long weekend you from a long to, week. You don't have to tell me. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm just saying, I, I didn't, uh, you know, we stayed, but there were some, there was a couple slump issues. We're uh, slumping. Hey, you made it through. You're here today. Yeah. Showed up. But, man, what a – it was so close. I wish we were talking about Omaha right now. It would be awesome. And I really thought this could be the year, the most unexpected year after starting 14 and 13 to do it, you know, kind of coming out of nowhere. Yeah. I. You said you wish we were talking about Omaha right now. What are we talking about right now? Because ECU has given us so much to talk about that I haven't paid attention really or outside of that bubble. And now I'm kind of stumped as to what do we do the rest of the week, the rest of the month. we got to find something. Yeah. But, uh, but man, they gave us so much here these last uh, few months. Well, it really, so it really is like, man, I, I've put my life on hold I mean, uh, yeah. in many ways for this and business and stuff. I mean, now, once again, it's what we do. We're in the business of this. But... Uh, there are things that have fallen by the wayside because of all these games and activities, but uh, there's worse things to be distracted by, I guess. But there was it, a uh, great tweet here by Eli, who's a, a pirate guy. He said, Texas, quote, we sure have a nice baseball team, end quote. ECU, quote, I've taken the entire month off from work. I've sacrificed a few children. My best friend has made the best barbecue this side of Mississippi. Can we please get to Omaha? <laughs> it's like we've done all we can for the baseball gods. And I, uh, it's just not uh, working out. <laughs> I did. Um, I got to find this tweet. A buddy of mine sent this to me from Texas. Uh, it was pretty funny, too. Um, I met some friends and a lot of enemies from Texas this weekend. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'd say both. I met some quality people from Texas. So I met a couple jackasses that were with the Longhorn fan base. Uh, it, w- it was kind of split, but the uh, majority of them were very decent. I got to tell you, the one. But I guess you could say that about any fan base, sure. probably. Yeah. Um, I can't believe it, but Texas, is their arrogance level higher than the Chapel Hill folks? It, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but yes. It is. It is. It, it totally it, is. It, it is. Texas makes. Carolina fans look humble, modest, down to earth. Yeah, they are the more way more elitist than uh, UNC. You folks. touched on it earlier. I don't mean that in a bad way for my UNC friends. They, you know, they'll understand that. You but touched on it Friday. You were like, yeah, some of these people thought they'd roll in. Like we let them play at our ballpark. Yeah, and they were like, thanks for that. We'll we'll take over now. Like kind of an arrogant attitude. And then throughout the weekend, the whole song where people said ECU fans were classless because they were making noise at a baseball game because te- while Texas was trying to sing before yeah. the game. I'm like, what the hell is and, wrong and, with and you And how people? dare you? What kind of world are y'all living in? Put the horns upside down. The humanity I mean, is this, of the horns down. Is this reality? Uh, here's, the, here's the tweet from, uh, this was from Burnt Orange Nation. This is uh, a Texas fan website or a uh, social media site. Texas fans, this was, uh, you know, earlier in the weekend. 
what state is East Carolina in again? Oh, yeah. And then uh, this, this is Texas fans after the first rain delay. If this storm cell moves from Rocky Mount towards New Bern, it could go west towards Grimesland or Washington and circumvent the Greenville area entirely. Uh, that's That was fantastic. <laughs> I thought that one was very good. Actually so. uh, made friends with those guys. The Burn the Orange. Orange. What are they yeah. called? Yeah, they Burn were, Orange they Nation. Fun guys. So. Yeah. I, uh, I talked to some of the you know Orange Bloods guys. They're pretty famous, well known, as far as uh, you know one of the si- uh, the original one of the original websites. You know people, some websites aren't as big anymore because social media is so big. But the uh, the Orange Bloods have a big following on uh, online. I talked to that guy multiple times. Nice guy, um, and I thought all the the Texas media guys were nice. Their SID was a pleasure to work with, and I actually enjoyed talking to their coach. A couple of times, I, I finished it up with a question last night about two fifteen a.m. to him. I figured I started the weekend asking a question. Alpha dog in him clip two fifteen in the afternoon. No, on, in the morning. On, this morning, uh, I talked to him this morning. I know. I'm talking about yeah. you started it on yeah, today, Thursday. Two fifteen in the afternoon. Yes, and correct. Ended it two fifteen this morning. Yes. Yeah. So I figured I, I'd get. I got closure to that and asked him a follow up question. Now that he's been through. A, a series here in Greenville and experienced the Pirate Nation. What is what his opinion is now? And what was the result? Well, I, he was extremely negative and hateful towards <laughs> ECU. No, just, <laughs> no, he was uh, gushing with compliments. Yeah, and uh, as I said, we'll get to some of that audio. That was a great later. for college baseball. Yeah, we have all of it up on our social media, uh, the entire press, post-game press conference, because most people, there were some that were probably still up, but this was, you know, the game ended like around 2 o'clock, 1.30-ish, so the post-game wasn't even until like after uh, after 2 a.m. this morning. So, you know, if you did miss it, we have it all there for you. And then Cliff, Cliff got very emotional at one point. You know, I hate these post-games with the losing team. It's always tough. Uh, especially when it's your team. And, uh, you know, Cliff can be an emotional guy. Got choked up uh, just talking about what he's been through personally and professionally this year. Didn't give a lot of details. But uh, got choked choked up to the point where everything kind of came to a stop and uh, nobody wanted to say anything because it's okay if you ask a question again, you know. But it's an emotional deal, man, especially for, you know, you know how the fans feel. And media folks feel. Imagine how the players and coaches are that lived it and played it. Met uh, Cliff's dad this weekend. He's a he's an awesome fellow. Oh, uh, Lewis is fantastic. He's talked to him multiple times. Didn't realize uh, he had chimed in on. I don't know if it was one of our watch alongs or a big what. pirate radio fan. We yeah. appreciate uh, Mr. Godwin uh, support, by the way. I think he said he was chastising umpires under a fake name, <laughs> so it was pretty. No, comical. he's got a pretty good sense of humor. Yeah. I, I like talking to uh, to Cliff's dad, and, and uh, uh, he doesn't he doesn't miss anything. Met a lot of pirate radio fans. It was fun. It was one of those reunion weekends. Troy, it was. Everybody gets I, together. Honestly, it's it's one of those things. If it wasn't for the ending, uh, I you know it would go down in absolute you know lore that wow if you were able to finish this thing in greenville and it was wild i mean the storylines from all weekend but uh it was an incredible experience i'm glad uh i was able to be here and be a part of it i think it was really something unique and i look i hope we're doing it again i hope this team now is hosting more super regionals in greenville uh and this is a a one-time only deal how about a uh texas stat to consider troy 
Texas has been to the College World Series more times than the College World Series has been played without Texas. They have been 38 times, and there have been 37 times the College World Series has played and Texas hadn't been a part of it. That's a crazy stat. That is amazing. I mean, it's kind of the opposite of our one. It's the opposite of our stat. Yeah. We have a record. Most appearances without going to Omaha. Yeah. Most postseason appearances. Yeah. Notch another one, unfortunately. That'll last one more year. Yeah. But I think, look, they are, once again, I mean, as Cliff, Cliff said last year, you know, we're knocking on the door. We just got kicked the damn door in. We, we are kicking the door. It's just, it's hanging on by a thread at this yeah. point. They put but, a bunch of deadbolts on it. I know. We, we are kicking the hell out of that door. And it's going to bust down eventually. Our feet are bleeding. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Gil says it it should definitely help out with recruiting. Now, there's a lot of reasons for guys to go to a lot of different schools. I will say this. If you look at the atmosphere in Chapel Hill yesterday. Oh, my God. And look at Clark LeClaire Stadium. Yeah. You would have thought it was a golf match versus the SEC football game. Yeah, I mean, that's the only analogy I can think of. And Arkansas fans pretty much took over anyway at their stadium, the the majority of the fans. And by the way, I'm still delirious, Clip, (laughs) and a little running on fumes. So if I lose focus today, just kind of get me back in line. I'm trying to stay between the ditches. Wouldn't be much different than any other (laughs) I feel like actually running on fumes is helping me stay. I feel like you've been very good. No. Like, I think I'm better on, like, two hours of sleep than I am on 12. All that rest you're getting before shows, stop that. (laughs) It's not working for you. I know. I should just go full throttle all the time. Because even when I got home clip at three, guess what I couldn't do? I know. Yeah, I was kind of... Now I'd hit my second wind. I was all ready to roll at that point. It was another couple hours before I went to bed, probably. Anyway. Johnny, uh, he's our random stat guy, says the Pirates are the only team in D1 baseball to host and win a regional in the last four playoffs, postseason. So there's a stat for you. Uh, Troy, one one slide on you, and I'll move on. Um, I do have the records for our predictions for uh, the regional. Oh, so the close. Regional. I, went, I went with the sweep. Which, which, by the way, the seventh hold inning, on, hold on. at the beginning of the seventh inning on Saturday, who was looking really good? Who the dude? I'm not going to curse. Who cares? <laughs> who cares? Uh, Ellerby had ECU in three, so he was 0-1 on his predictions. I, unfortunately, took Texas in three. I'm 1-0. Troy, you had ECU in two and three, so you were 0-2 in your <laughs> yeah. predictions. Yes, I was. I don't know how you go 0-2 in a series prediction, but anything's possible <laughs> I with told Troy you. D. We, uh, eventually, someone would get it right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, didn't work out for the Pirates this weekend. Uh, John, will you stop asking that question? Look, just don't worry about it. They just draw random numbers, okay? He's asking how uh, the attendance numbers are, is, you know, are taken. Don't worry about how the sausage is made. Just enjoy the sausage. He said his ticket saying. never took a scan the whole weekend. I heard people were just, like, showing fake stuff on their phones getting in. <laughs> hey, Don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. It's okay. It's like Woodstock. If you got there, you got there. <laughs> Quit asking. We're going to tell you what the number is, and you're going to believe it. Let okay? me tell you something. And if anything, they underestimated on the number. I agree. It's probably it was a low, low number. Ball. Yes. Especially so. if they took ticket scan, and like John said, they'd never even scanned his ticket. It's, but you know what? It was a great moment. Let's just embrace it. And by the way, let me give a shout out to, before I get too sidetracked, to the East Carolina University operational uh, folks, to the athletic department, to the Pirate Club, to the administrators uh, from top to bottom. Yeah. 
you know, it's one thing we covered the event clip and we're like, we're exhausted. We didn't throw the event. We didn't host the event. Um, and I, I got to tell you, like, so we're at there, you know, out there for hours in the jungle and the tailgate lots The the facility services people, a lot of times, you know, they put the trash cans out, which is great. And people were using them. But a lot of times they don't get empty till after the event. They were coming around during the tailgate as these things were overflowing, taking the trash out, putting fresh bags in. I mean, I'm just saying they were doing an outstanding job of doing everything they could do to keep the area clean and and nice. And a lot of they are kind of unsung heroes. You know, you don't think a no lot doubt. about the guys that, that take the trash out for you. But let me tell you something. The guys that were doing that for ECU were busting their asses um, this weekend. I noticed it and I wanted to give them a plug. I thought JJ and all the guys and, and Drew at the Pirate Club and everybody that's out there, you know. JJ McLam was uh, helping get the tarp on the field. Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, it, <laughs> yes, it was Literally, all hands on he deck. Was out there. Everybody was out there. The hours were extremely long, and these and these folks had to be out there way before you had to be out there as a fan or anything else. You had to get out there hours and hours before the game to prepare. You're there a long time afterwards. Malcolm and his guys and the media services guys did a great job. I mean, I thought everybody from East Carolina, and I know people can be critical at times of how events are run, Yeah, but to be able to throw seven of these once again in 10 days, I, I thought there were very few, I'm not saying everything's perfect, but I thought there were very few problems and I just thought they everybody stepped up, rose to the occasion, did an outstanding job from the university. Uh, for hosting this thing and uh, everybody I talked to you know had a great experience that was there and um, I thought I thought it was job well done John says shout out to the grounds crew they did a great job absolutely shout out to Captain Chris Sutton the police yes you know they did everybody I mean everybody yeah and I probably left some people off and I apologize but everybody that was affiliated with this event from the university and from public service uh, did it was just all I thought did awesome, and also I did not notice really any incidences that were negative. Shout out, pirates. shout out to everyone who wasn't those jackasses Saturday on the ECU and Texas side, uh, for getting into it. And two Texas fans were escorted from Clark Leclerc Stadium. Yeah, well, and I tell you what, I almost witnessed another one last night. I was standing there talking, um, to uh brett from sub dogs the owner of sub dogs on the you know on the in the concourse area and uh we're just having a conversation clip about the game and uh evidently there was a guy standing like kind of behind brett against the wall and he uh he taps brett on the shoulder he says hey buddy get the f out of the way but he didn't say f like really just nasty tone and i just to Brett's credit, this thing could have escalated badly, but I just thought it was complete. And then he like Brett's like, "You talking to me?" He goes, "Yeah, I'm effing talking to you. Get out of the effing way." I'm like, "Hey, dude, chill out, man. You don't have a ticket for this area. This is like, this is not you don't own this space. Because I'll be here whenever I want to be here. You know." And then he starts. I'm like, "Oh man, <laughs> this is gonna escalate." But uh, I hate people. I helped de-escalate the situation clip before it got ugly because the last thing I wanted to have is headlines with the owner of Sub Dogs beating the the hell out of a Longhorn fan, which is where it was getting ready to go. We talked to local Um, man Troy Dreyfus, who was on the scene. Yeah. Although I could have had some great video of this. Um, Uh, By the way, Gil on Facebook Live throwing back, he said, remember the days there was a cake party within every block on every night of the week? Good times. He's talking about the back in like the 90s. I do remember. And then he said, most of the cake parties were at Troy Dreyfus's place on Old Stancil Drive. What a throwback, Gil. Wow. Gil with the fast fact that I once lived on Stancil Drive in Greenville, North Carolina in the grid. 
that is pretty impressive, Gil. You're blowing away me with your uh, Troy D trivia knowledge right there. Gil, how does it? He read the autobiography. How does it? Gil pronounce his last name? Elvington. Yep. Gil Elvington with the throwback there. Very impressive, Gil. Not many people knew that. I've not publicized that publicly until now. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, those were fun parties. Gil. I bet. God, I feel like we were back in college this weekend in many ways. Did you see the pool? That was cool. So, was, what was the story on that? Well, we had let's, a uh, uh, get a break in. All right, let's do that, and then we'll we'll have story time because right. a lot of stories to tell from this weekend. I want to know about the pool and everything else going on out of the jungle. Second time out, we'll come back. Uh, we'll also read your comments on Facebook Live and YouTube. Uh, Jonathan says Troy stepped in and laid his calming I touch famous people hands to de-escalate the situation. <laughs> Those hands have done quite a bit. Done a lot of good, Troy D, <laughs> over the years. Uh, we'll take a time out, come back, have more for you after this. listening to hour one of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com now back to the show welcome back university pc care has been pirate nation's go-to it experts since 2006 and are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs, let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All right. Uh, some Pirate Radio people are showing up in not-so-great places. I saw uh, one graphic had been made of Shirley and Chandler giving the horns down. And uh, from a out Texas of all band. the pictures this weekend from Horns Down on so, that surfaced on social media, <laughs> so many thousands of pictures on social media. You choose the one of Chandler Honeycutt and Shirley Rhodes. Well, there's yeah. also well, I, was a, very, I was very popular in the uh, Longhorn social media circles, from what I hear. And CJ sent me another, another one out here. There's a Hollywood Squares edition yeah. of Horns Down, and Troy has made three of the squares. Yeah, I got to tell you, that was fun to do. And I uh, may never get a chance to play Texas in any sport again. So I took full advantage of offering the horns down opportunity. I did see one tweet that I agree with, and it reminded me of Troy D. It said that ECU fans are just learning what horns down is, like they learned what the middle finger was when they were kids. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of true. That was funny. Yeah. But I will say, it wasn't just me. It was everybody. Everybody. It was a popular popular thing also weekend. the more they complain about it obviously they the more may want to do it more do it. yes so, that, that the means. more they whined and bitched about it i wanted just to keep on doing it you know what was funny is uh you know i i got a couple of uh responses some of them were just you know in response to the picture but then i had people calling me out by name they're like hey shirley how do you feel about the texas now shirley right, you, you know and i'm just like okay that's it. fine but you know enjoy your win you're not going to get past notre dame but you know have fun i don't know but i mean they've got a good team i mean texas is but i'm they, not saying that they, they don't have a good thing. team but the way I are, do, at this point i hope it, they do it makes us look better. the favorite well yeah. the way i look at it is is that if you have that much time to create a meme with texas and all that stuff on a picture that you know we took 
all of maybe 10 seconds to take, you've got too much time on your hands. Roll, you got to roll with it, Charlotte. Exactly. Oh, I don't care. You I mean, look, you could, you could talk all the trash you I, want to. I'm not going to dignify you with an answer. That's, the, that's just the way I am. Well, my college baseball watching is done for 2022, so I don't give a damn who wins in Omaha. So. Yeah, I won't be glued to it, but I'll I'll flip over some. You can let I'm me know over. what happens. Yeah, I'll be watching. Kind of like I do the NASCAR races. If I'm around, I'll put it on. Which uh, who won yesterday? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was in a, a, a Clark Leclerc bubble <laughs> yesterday. Uh, oh, I've been I don't, I didn't, We could have had nuclear war yesterday. I don't know if I would have known. Uh, Craig says, "I'm going to say it again. Thank you to the Pirate Radio Watch Along crew for an amazing time." Thank you, Craig. We had a lot of fun. Thanks, Craig. Had a lot of eyeballs on that, especially last Monday and on Friday. Yeah. And uh, we'll keep those rolling in the future. All right. So uh, Nelson says, I enjoy all the scenes and pictures from the Pirate Radio, from Pirate Radio at the Jungle and the pool, too. And then Elvie says, the lady that tipped over her chair in the poolside was hilarious. I saw that video for the first time today. Let's get a background on the pool stuff, uh, Troy D. All right, so that was kind of a, a last-minute deal, and i got to give our uh, Pirate Radio Director of Aquatic Relations the credit on this, uh, Joe Wilkins, who's friend of the station. <laughs> A.K.A. So, Pitbull. Yeah, so my man Pitbull wanted to bring a pool out there, and I said, well, that's cool, but what, what are you going to do for water? He's like, don't worry about it. we got it taken care of. So I'm not going to tell you how, but they got it taken care of, and it was fresh water in the pool. So they had a baby pool out there. A full size. This baby was pool. not like a baby pool. I think of those little circles. This, this was like a. This was good, more legit kind of adult, <laughs> adult small pool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it took up so, a parking space. And the funny thing is, we had two of them, uh, but we had it where if a car had to come in, like Dilday drives that smaller car, he could still have parked it there. Why don't you, you know? talk about the size well, of Dilday's car? All right. Well, just you know, if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. All right. Uh, it's the size of a shoe. It's fine. It's very convenient <laughs> at times to park easy. Um, and we and we were going to let it, if we need, if someone needed it for a parking spot, let me say, we were prepared to remove the pool. So if, if it was needed. But um, it was kind of a last, a one-time deal. It was just that, that Saturday game clip. It was just kind of, it was hot as hell out there. And it was fun. And uh, people, towards the end of the game, people started diving in, you know, and it was... Um, <laughs> and what happened was I think the lady was sitting in her chair and the, the guy went in and I think she kind of got splashed because she was right at the edge of the pool and I don't think she realized he was doing a belly flop in the pool. This was a girl doing the belly flop. Oh, yes. This was the girl. I'm yeah. sorry. A girl did it. And then she leaned back and just kind of kept <laughs> going back. Back, back, and back, back, back. Remember uh, intern, uh, I believe, Preslin? Uh, that was her mom. Okay. So there was a pirate radio connection there. I hope she was okay. I didn't see it when it happened. And she's like, oh, my God, I hope you didn't get that on video. I was like, no, I didn't even get that one on video. So, but evidently, someone else did. So just full disclosure, that was not my video. Wow. So she's like, yeah, don't post that one. I'm like, no, I didn't even get it. Oh, it's not posted. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't even see this. What are you talking about? And then I went back and I saw it on the video. Hilarious. <laughs> Yikes. No, it was, but she was fine. Don't she put my name in the lawsuit. She wasn't hurt. So. Okay. And then, um, and then there was a dude that looked like uh, Alan from The Hangover that went in on full jeans, uh, and he jumped off the uh, platform of the pirate. Yeah, truck. that was a little dangerous. That was insane. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was a pretty wild scene out there, Clip. But as I said, you know, that was special times call for special moments and special memories. Super wild times at the Super Regional. <laughs> yeah. So our first ever pool 
in the jungle, history was made. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, Chandler, you got any jungle Rip. stories? I mean, that's basically it because I was there for just about all of it. I, obviously, we were here on Friday. Uh, Saturday was uh, definitely the best day uh, when it comes to tailgating. Saturday uh, was one of the greatest tailgates I've ever been a part of. Yeah, and the, and the pool was great, and seeing people enjoy that. And um, I, I mean, yeah, Troy basically touched up on everything. But to go back to yesterday and the disgust i mean the jungle parking lot it just deteriorated was that, a I, mess did it like turn it into like a lord of the fly situation it, we're running out of food you're running out of drinks you've got kids mud sliding, everywhere you've got kids it's, sliding on the hill in the jungle in, in the gate they're they're, they're they're treating it like a slip and slide <laughs> we you have about 20 people under under one tent i stood under a tent with 20 other people for an hour and a half <laughs> Um, finally it got out so under there. So hard, people couldn't even get to the porta potty. Yeah, and but the the whole parking lot was just a mud bath. I yeah. mean, it was terrible. It was disgusting. But so many people had so many beers and so many alcoholic beverages, they didn't give a damn. And those people came back out there at they ten did. fifteen to watch the Pirates play down four to nothing in the top of the first. And the crowd was insane. Man, that roar when East Carolina took when the field. When Trey Savage struck that guy out got, in the inning, yeah. that place was insane. I got goosebumps because, as I said, I didn't think there'd be many people left by ten, after 10 o'clock at night as long as it was and as, as long as the week and weekend is this is And this isn't just a, a, a late night. This is a Sunday night. Right. That's right. This is, this a, is a Sunday night. night for most 12, people. 30 people are still in there. Purple gold chance going on. It's incredible. And even as EC was down, fans were still engaged. You know, but I'm telling you, man. The, Saturday, I, I went out with some friends uh, after the game, and I'm not gonna lie. I salt. I was pouting for f- like four or five straight hours. I had people come up and say, "Hey, what's wrong with you?" Uh, well, you know, uh, dude, it's all right. We'll be there. We'll we'll play tomorrow. Damn it! No, this was the day to get it done. Yeah, this was the day to get it done. And I knew that both sides, ECU and Texas, was going to be thin on pitching. But their lineup, one through nine, can hit the baseball. Their six-hole hitter had 11 home runs. Their nine-hole hitter hit his 15th home run yesterday. These yeah. guys can win this thing. Top to they bottom. They can win the whole thing they if they one want One through to. nine, they were strong. But Saturday was the day to do it. And it was, I mean, like you said, the JJC uh, three-run bomb to make it six to two. That was all. I mean, that was great, and then his slot into home where everybody thought he was out, and then he was safe. That's really when I was kind of like, "All right, let's go, let's punch the ticket now." And for it to not happen just stinks. Well, and I did. It, it should have happened on Saturday. I, I, you know, I heard some rumblings about this. I don't even know if I should talk. Well, who cares? It's over now. Might as well talk about it. Um, when, when the Pirates were up big, and I think this would have been, you know, clip a young Troy D would have loved this. But I heard rumblings that if East Carolina had closed it out Saturday night or Saturday afternoon and uh, punched their ticket to Omaha, as the dog pile was probably going to happen, that fans were going to storm the field from the jungle and celebrate with the team, which would have been an incredible visual, kind of like you see fans storm a court or take a football field. Uh, that would have been a first ever baseball field storm the field situation. I've I I heard many people talk, and about I, it. I think it only would have taken one person to start it. And as I said, a, a younger Troy D would have been that first person. Uh, I don't know if I would have. 
I would have wanted to document it more than do it, but uh, I think you would have had thousands of fans storm the field celebrate with the team, and I think it would have been an amazing moment, quite honestly. And by the way, and, and honestly, I think that would have just been absolutely incredible, and I think it would have been all over sports, you know, headlines everywhere. Going yep. back to the stories of the jungle over the weekend yesterday, Josh reminds me on Facebook uh, on Facebook Live. They had a karaoke session. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dill Day and the guys, yeah. uh, Jared Plummer, Josh Thomas, they enclosed their tents. It was like a club. Oh, it was. It, it was, was like a nightclub. I don't know where there. the hell they got all this stuff. They had a whole full karaoke machine with lights. They, they had like, some the guy hell? in there with a cowboy hat <laughs> who was killing it. He yeah. was killing was he all a the Texas songs. Guy? No, no, I he but, was, but I yeah. heard somebody say that he actually like he plays in bars and stuff. But he was yeah. great. He, I mean, the they place had their own was, music act in the jungle. He was he was a professional karaoke guy. Um, but they put sidings on the tent, so you kind of walk in there. Him, uh, I think his name was Barth Gooks. Okay. That, thanks. The boy, right. that, that was tough crowd. Right. Barth Gooks. Um, Barth Gooks. Just uh, pirate fans doing what pirate fans do and taking advantage of the situation. Um, and obviously, the situation that ended yesterday is not what we wanted, but it was a it was a great time over, uh, yeah. over the I, weekend. I did say I wanted. I wish we had a night game for the super regional well clip as my dad used to say be careful what you wish for you might get it we got our night game yeah Who knew it would be at 10 30 at night i feel like i probably too talked too much about how rain had not affected anything and uh, you know what we we had a perfect it was un, it was too good to be true there wasn't any rain in, six, in the region full days yes four in the regional two in the super it's incredible and i going in sunday looking at the forecast i was like we are due it's too good to be true that was the talk of the whole pregame. You know it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. They should delay this thing. Or they should have played. Honestly, they should have just kept it at noon. Yeah. If they had played it at noon, it would have been over before the rain came. Aaron Fitt, to uh, enjoy talking to him in the press box from D1 Baseball, he, you know, ranted and raved to deaf ears about how dumb it is. They didn't just play at noon. But yeah. And I joke that you're, thing. you're always the one in the, in the press box doing the PA. Because I joke, these games last twice as long. Do you get twice the pay? You always get stuck doing these games, these long rain delays, and you're a flat rate fee guy. I told you, you should have gone hourly. That's funny. (laughs) It's funny every time you say it. I'm just, I'm trying to give you some advice here. Don't take the flat rate. Go and assume you're going to have to be there longer, or you should be paid hazard pay or rain delay pay. I think I got 78 cents an hour yesterday. (laughs) And at awesome. one point, lo- got locked in a bathroom or something. Or I locked myself in the bathroom. <laughs> Everything was... Yeah. So the struggle is real. Oh, boy. What a day. What a day. And uh, we were saying, you know, if ECU can win this thing, it will all make it worth it. Oh, absolutely. But uh, yeah, they didn't. So, All right. Let's take another break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up hour number one. Got Mully planned for hour two. Brian saw, Bailey for hour three. I saw both those guys at tiebreakers today at lunch. Molly and Bailey, they're up and at them. They're rolling. Bailey was in the same clothes he was in last night. You saw saw Molly? I did see Molly. I was at lunch with you, and I didn't see Molly. Right after you left, he walked in. I was staying talking to uh, Bram and Bailey. Oh, and man. then he came in. You you totally missed it. Well, I hate I missed him, but we'll talk to him coming up. So. Yeah. yeah, we'll get him coming up. All right, take a time out. More to go. Pirate Radio Live after this.
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All right. We are uh, in mourning today as East Carolina's baseball season came to an end. Also uh, a bit hungover, whether you had alcohol or not. You are or struggling. Sleep. You could be sleep deprived. Sleep deprived. Yeah. Whatever it is. Running on fumes on this Emotionally Monday. spent. Because not just what happened yesterday, but you had Saturday, you had Friday, yeah. you were still kind of catching up from the previous the four week. days before. So a lot yeah. of baseball, a lot of long nights and days at Clark yeah. and Clare Stadium. And it wasn't just the games for us. Of course, we're out there covering the practices the day before. Now, those were long days, very hot. Uh, but great, once again, a great job by our Pirate Radio team. Thanks to uh, Nathan, who's tuned in today, sent us a nice message says he's enjoying the show clip and uh he said we're making the loss a bit more manageable so he said we'll do what you. we can yeah so if that, maybe we if we've done one thing today hopefully it's, it's done that yeah and uh and we move on we will hopefully troy d get some exit interviews with our pirate radio athletes at some point but yeah to I, talk I, to them again. I wanted to give the guys a cooling off period yeah, of the day and let them rest but uh i do hope hopefully by the end of the week kind of do a wrap up uh with them this week we'll we'll see what's going on with their schedule um later on this week and we'll update everybody for one more players lounge baseball edition all of them uh played a key role in the super regional this weekend uh talked to jake agnos before the game and he said uh he couldn't sit still and i was like well bad news jake it looks like there's weather coming so you might be shaking for six or seven more hours and uh but he was fired up, ready to go, as everyone else was, and uh, boys just couldn't get it done last night. Texas, I saw Troy. I didn't click on it because I don't care, but Texas is uh, right now the favorite to win the College World Series with yeah. Tennessee. How about Tennessee getting I, uh, booted? It's wild. I mean, and it, that's the thing. You know, Tennessee coming in with the expectations that they should be there that they're going to be the ones well, that Molly's disagreeing with something we're saying. There's a shocker. He'll be on coming up at No, uh, no, no. Five. Yeah, no. You guys. What's the stat back. that number one hasn't won since, was it like 99, 2000, something like that? So that is a real stat, but and I, it continues. I do love the fact, because I even referenced if East Carolina can make it, we play Notre Dame, and you were like last week, well, hold on a second. got to get through Tennessee. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Okay, now that, I'm no, going to no, roll I, my eyes at you. No, well, remember I mentioned, I just said it would be cool if East Carolina could play Notre Dame, and that yes. would have been the matchup. If East Carolina had won, they would be playing Notre Dame in the first round of the College World Series. Yep. Thank How Jared. awesome would have that been? We could have then done, um, uh, what you call it, impressions. Uh, Lou Holtz uh, impressions. Hey, we missed out on that. Yeah, we could add a week of Lou Holtz material. Do you know the link between ECU and Notre Dame? They swing their bats the same way we do. Yeah, like I said, hey, I missed out on that. <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> are I don't have time are, to work on this. This is freestyling. Clip. Are you? Uh, you said you're still watching. Do you have a rooting interest? No, in I'm not. I said if I'm around and I'm uh, I, I'm by TV, be? I'll put it on. I'm not. It's not. I'm gonna. I'm not going to change my schedule for this. All right. Do you have a rooting interest? No. Well, actually, at this point, I don't really like Texas, but it, I do think it makes East Carolina look better if they lost to the national champion. 
in the super regional uh chandler's going horns up in there we got a texas boy richard says enjoyed the uh post-game press conference videos those are out full available and i did as well because i wasn't there but we were uh, capturing those and you can see every word uh, hear every word said by texas their players also the east carolina side yeah on uh, youtube hey yeah. guys guys sorry can y'all shut up please i'm trying to sing the eyes of texas over here <laughs> thank you everybody be quiet when they say yeah i song. missed that part so can you i saw it online and i knew everybody was joking what exactly y'all give me the story on that on how they were trying to do that and what was going on with Texas that. sings the eyes of Texas after Oh, the, after the game. I saw okay. No, 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 after the national anthem before the game. Cuz they do something after the game too, I saw. Probably the same crap. Okay. Um and the I saw the guy recording it. It was the 24/7 guy and he said the eyes of Texas before the game. And there was a bunch of people commenting about how classless ECU fans were for making noise at a baseball game for doing a purple gold chant this is not their home field and and it just caught me way off guard like wait a minute what are we supposed to do while your team sings songs yeah on the field i've said it before i'll say it again this damn Texas fan base is never going to make it in the SEC. It's going to be between the yeah. horns if down they, and this. If their candy asses can't handle East Carolina, they are in big trouble in Baton Rouge. Let I me agree. just say that. It is going to be a rude awakening yeah. for those guys. I am telling you, horns down is nothing compared to what they're going to be facing in the next couple of years. Because I guess the Big 12 caters to them. They had the Longhorn Network. Of course, they kissed their ass. They made a penalty where if you do the horns down, you get penalized. That's ridiculous. And they walk on water and the big 12 it is going to be how do you think different. the sec is going to handle that oh they're going to crush them oh yeah first of all they're going to beat them yes and then they're going to taunt them yes and it's and know, i hope they do i do as well oh, I, i'm going to be watching this with with, with uh, curiosity the eyes of texas yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say <laughs> with i was trying to create a pun but, I was, but for a school a school in the big 12 with a texas like, size grin on your face texas yeah. longhorns the way that fan base got triggered this weekend over yeah. a horns down and then the eyes of Texas being disrupted by a purple gold chant in Greenville, North Carolina, who's hosting the Super Regional. So I asked, you know, am I wrong here or is this a baseball game and not freaking the Glee Club? So right? you said and, they did it. And there were people that were like, yes, you are wrong. It's respect. And I was like, you are freaking insane. But then there were some Texas people like, yeah, uh, we got people that take that stuff way too serious. We get it. It's a game. It's a great atmosphere. Keep doing what you're doing. So like, there were people on both sides. Yeah. Like, oh, Wait, man. so you're telling me in the script when you were doing PA, everybody has to stand and be quiet for no. the national anthem. No, please remain and then, quiet. And then remain quiet for the eyes of, for Texas. The eyes of Texas. We had a guy, well, no, hell no, I didn't. that wasn't in there, but we had a, there was a guy that said, okay, so what if Army or Navy or Air Force uh, was singing the national anthem? And I said, dude, That's the national anthem. Texas is in the United States of America. We sang the national anthem. <laughs> You're not a country. You're a crappy state like the rest of us. And this is after the national anthem. That's how delusional people are. <laughs> we don't have a problem with the national anthem. This they, is some song they do after that's over. We did the anthem. Yeah. You're not a nation. <laughs> You're a state. At that point, my head almost exploded. People really think they are that important because they were born in Texas. Because their parents had sex in Texas, and nine months later, they were born. And because of that, they are godlike figures amongst us. Tell me more how it works. 
Hey, they say things are bigger in Texas, including the anthems. Yeah, he goes, you better shut anthem. your mouth when the eyes of Texas comes <laughs> on. Including the sensitivity. Good grief. Yeah. That was insane to me. Calm down, Longhorns. Anyway. A lot of shorthorns is what I thought. So there's uh, there's Texas. I, I tell you what, it was interesting. It was a new experience, Troy, getting Texas into Greenville. We talked about it when they came in, and yeah. we witnessed it as it happened. I got a call from Robert Jones during the weekend texas guy i know and it was after my horns down <laughs> yeah. photo went horns viral up, I, just, I didn't uh, I, was, what I, I was i was afraid he was gonna give me a lecture so i didn't take the call <laughs> Did, have you talked I, to him no i haven't oh, younger wow. troy d would have died to get a call from robert jones the greatest <laughs> linebacker in ecu history old troy d voicemails him we got ghost troy over here ghosting uh yeah ghosting no, I, didn't, I didn't take the call and i hadn't checked my voice ghosting an ecu hall I, of famer i did not want to get a lecture about you know i've spent a lot of time in texas and uh that's not appropriate <laughs> would you would you give the middle finger to somebody you know that's probably what he was going to say and i just didn't want to hear it all right uh craig's got a good one to wrap up the hour we'll do this with molly too uh rank the regional and super regional teams by most like to least like uh not based on performance based on players fans most like Coppin state which kind of feels a bit i don't know because we beat them yeah so you kind of feel bad but for them, like, they hey. also were in the jungle hanging yeah. out on the megaphones they, they didn't create any animosity gotta go them one yeah uh number two virginia because they were pretty quiet and and had hardly any fans we're done pretty yeah. quickly so uh number three i like the texas players and i mean i guess most of their fans i would say texas three coastal four someone said the the left fielder i guess finally got to him all the guys in the jungle and dropped a fu at the end of the game to the fans but that's to be expected i don't really yeah that happens coastal and texas that i mean depending on your personal what happened to you out there with those fans you can argue that one but they both had animated fans yeah and players uh so anyway all right uh Real quick, Atticus, our former intern Atticus, is on line one. Oh, my goodness. What's up, Atticus? What's going on, guys? I just wanted to add one thing to your uh, your point about that tweet with the Army-Navy thing. So they, there's obviously weren't two random schools they brought up. They said, what if Army-Navy was there during the national anthem? So are we equating Texas to the armed forces of the United States? Like, did I miss where Texas was? Texas baseball team was storming the beaches in Normandy or something? <laughs> fighting over there? Um, what? Well, the- what what on earth? How are we equating the Texas baseball team singing their alma mater to the United States Naval Forces? Well, they're more like in a militia down in Texas, I guess. <laughs> Unaffiliated. Yeah. No, the branches of the military, Navy, Army, Air Force. Coast Guard. Uh, you got the Coast Guard. Don't forget Space Force. Space Force, yeah. Reserves, and, and people and, born and, in Texas. And Longhorn. Yeah. And the, the Texas Longhorn baseball team. <laughs> <laughs> It's nuts. As man. I said, I think that's if that's a tradition they want to do at their home field, go crazy. And if they want to do fun. it at Clark Leclerc, that's fine too. But we're but we can do yeah. stuff like while at football they do games. It. I think we play East Carolina's alma mater before the national anthem, if I'm not mistaken. Which is it's our home game. We can do that. But you're also if if someone opposing fan base doesn't want to stand for our alma mater, I don't have a problem with that. It's not theirs. It's ours. You know. I just thought it was bizarre for them to essentially, I mean, unless I misinterpreted it, they were equating the people, people in Navy and Army standing for the National Anthem to Texas standing for the eyes of Texas. <laughs> well, I think every one of the fans there from Texas over this weekend for their service of being born in Texas. 
<laughs> Thank you for being born in Texas. Right. We need to get like a thin orange stripe or something. <laughs> Is <laughs> it, was this a small example of what cowboy fans were like? Oh God! <laughs> the eighth branch. If, of the, if the Dallas Cowboys was a university, would it be the Texas Longhorns? I need to put the Cowboy fans on the front lines. <laughs> Sorry, is that harsh? <laughs> all right, Atticus, uh, miss you, man. You doing all right? What are you doing, bud? Yeah, man. Well, I'm just currently working and uh, sulking, so I was like, let me uh, tune in. You know, misery loves company. So yeah. I'm tuning into the guy, see how they're sulking. Where are you in Charlotte? Uh, over the weekend. In South End. I work at home. But, uh, yeah, Clip, you said, how are you doing? I-, I texted you a couple times over the weekend. I guess, you know, you forgot you big-timed me. Revisionist history. But, yeah, I'm doing well, Clip. Wow. So, <laughs> Clip, I'm big-timing Robert Jones. You're big-timing intern Atticus. What's the deal? It's pretty much the same. Yeah. <laughs> Atticus, you have to understand, buddy, that Clip Brock is the king of ghosting. I, I am a pretty good ghost. I had yeah. a lot going on. I'm if it sorry. makes you feel any better, he only responds to 50% of my texts to him. So, <laughs> And I'm his boss. Well, yeah. <laughs> It's good to hear from Chandler, someone who does text me back. So Chandler, you're doing well. What's up, buddy? Good to hear from you. Uh, Atticus, got plenty, uh, Chandler had plenty of time on his hands. Clip was a little busy. Yeah, line's getting fuzzy. We'll have to let yeah. you go. <laughs> All right, good, good thought to you guys. See you, bud. See you, bud. See you man. There is uh, one, one of our great man. alums yeah. here at Pirate Radio. Let's stand and recognize him now. Funny guy. Uh, as, as we, we play, play the, the eyes of Pirate Radio. <laughs> the eyes of Pirate Radio. All right, Troy D. Uh, we got through this hour. Yeah, this has actually made me feel good. Me too. Like, I feel better than I did an hour ago. Honestly, like, I know I Nathan do. sent that, but yeah. I feel like I, if other people feel good too, that's good. But, like, this was good for us. A lot of you have like, joined us in this funeral for yeah. uh, Pirate Baseball 2022. What did you say in the break? Because <laughs> I said our numbers online have been popping. I mean, this has been a huge today show for us. What did you say? East Carolina. Baseball must have been a popular kid because everybody showed up to the funeral <laughs> yeah. today. And We're having an to pay honor their respects, eulogy yeah. for this team. So. But uh, what a great ride, and they'll be well remembered. In lieu of flowers, just hit the like button. We'll accept those. Yeah, or join the Pirate Club. <laughs> yeah, do that too. Yeah, for all, all right. you people that got shut out of tickets, this is the time to join the Pirate Club now. Go ahead and start building up your ranks so you're yeah. not shut out next time. And bring by a plate of food, too, like they do when folks die in the South. Because I could use a casserole yeah. tonight. Give us your likes and your food. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mike Mullis on deck. We'll talk to him. Troy, we'll see you Thursday. Yeah, I'll see you Thursday at 5. All right. Sounds good. More to go. Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? Are you curious about this current real estate market? Or do you need a property manager for rental houses? ECU alum Scott Harris with REMAX and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate questions, Scott has answers. Give him a call today at 347-1857. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All right, back with you Pirate Radio Live on a crap Monday. Trying to take a picture of a cool stat to use in sports trivia, but I missed it. Mike Mullis joining us in the Pirate Radio studios. Hey, buddy. 
youngest NFL MVPs of all time. Jim Brown twice, Lamar Jackson, Dan Marino, and Patrick Mahomes. Time to switch gears to football. I'm done with baseball. Mike Mullis is never done with baseball. <laughs> He'll be logged into Omaha. We got games. We got a game starting right now, Mully, yep. that we can watch, actually. I'll put it on for you. Uh, Mully, uh, did you, have you watched Top Gun recently? Yeah. What, the new one? Yeah. When did you see it? Uh, last week. Was it good? I mean, yeah, it was good. <laughs> okay. I asked because you were giving me a lot of goose No, it was good. I, um, I, uh, I took my sons to see it, and they, they, they had not seen the first one. And I, I think that's critical to get the full, the full experience. But, but no, it was, um, Yes, good movie. Did Goose come back to life for the second one? Well, no, that would have been a little too hokey. Yeah, Ro- but we did have a rooster. Was he in the first? I haven't seen no. those. Yeah, no, rooster. Uh, oh. Uh, to, yeah, he, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I probably I need to rewatch the first. Yeah, you do. But I was in Comunicado with Mike Mullis last night trying to give you updates. Yeah, we were trying to figure out how to time it out. We had a group that kind of broke out and went and got something to eat and I knew we were probably in trouble when we saw uh, Meador and uh, the guys come walking in at the <laughs> restaurant we were at. So I'm like, well. I got that yesterday in the jungle. Like, well, if you're out here, that means nothing's happening no. for a while. And I was like, yeah, sorry. And it is funny. We kind of make fun of it. But, like, we don't know anything just because we're there. We're kind of waiting on uh, JJ is in on the meeting. He relays to Malcolm. Malcolm relays to us. So, I tried to give you what I knew. Unfortunately, no. I didn't know uh, much you, it, it was typically um, a little ahead of of what was out there. It literally it was all a planning thing. Like, all right, do we go pick something up, bring it back, sit out here and eat? Uh, but you know, we ended up working out great. We went and had time to get food and a few other provisions to bring back and uh, ride it out. And uh, there were quite a few of us that that made it to the final pitch how'd you operate friday with uh graduation and baseball uh graduation was the focus uh and um you you act you know you guys were sending me some 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 numbers during the watch party uh quite frankly it was it was once we kind of got into the flow of graduation um i I walked around to the restroom and they had two tvs on above the concession stand that had the game on nice so that worked out that i could kind of peek around and and get some updates and it was it was pretty impressive uh out in the parking lot uh you you could get the crowd noise and all you know so i mean if you look man and and i know everybody's a little um deflated today and i don't even know that down is the right word i think tired is the right word Uh, it's been an emotional ride uh for the last month uh, and you can make it make the argument for the last three months uh, since the guys went on the run they did. But look, man, we we should be absolutely celebrating what these dudes did. It was, I, I mean, it was crazy. And I, 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 you know, I like to look at the stats of opposing teams that I don't know a whole lot about. And and with graduation everything going on, I didn't really look at the Texas stats, but I, I did take some time to look at them since then. Uh, and, and I think it's important to, to note. Texas uh, Texas finished fifth in the Big 12, but the split between the five spot and the one spot was two games. Mm-hmm. Um, they led the Big 12 in offense and pitching and led the country in defense. And the Big 12 this year was the number two league RPI. So, I, I mean, just crazy numbers when you go back and look at them. They scored 536 runs 
opposed to our 440. Yeah. 740 hits opposed to our 644. I saw after the Friday game their fans saying, we are wasting the best offensive season in Texas history. That, well, it, <laughs> that was after they lost the first game. They hit, they slugged it at 560 compared to 446. 128 home runs compared to our 77. And 501 RBIs compared to our 392. And it was nerves time when they got back to the top of the order, but you couldn't even settle when they were on six, seven, eight, nine. So right. nine, the nine spot guy, you know, he's 102 strikeouts, uh, but he's also got what 17 home runs. It was still hitting just under 300. And I think that kid's a freshman, the shortstop, Faltini. So, so he's supposed to be the out in the lineup. But when he gets on and you flip that lineup to one, two, three, four, well, really one through. One through eight, there was a lot of concern. Uh, Their eight-hitter, Campbell, uh, I think had been struggling a little bit. He hits the home run and the walk-off yeah. on Saturday. And he still had – he had seven home runs coming into it. Yeah. But, you, I mean, you're talking about a – real. Uh, listen, offensively, I, I don't know that anybody can stop them for the length of Omaha. I, I just don't know that they they can be they can be held. And look, our pitching staff did a great job against Melendez for all practical purposes. I mean, the guy is just a monster. And you know, it, he yeah he he had a couple home runs, but it, it, I mean, it, I felt like every time he came up, it was like put him on, just put him on. Let's do, let's don't even take a chance with him. Uh, but the problem was the kid behind that four-hole him, hitter, yeah, could freaking rake. Yeah. So I mean, they were. They were they're a good club, man. I, again, I don't know, um, I, I don't know that, that that they're not as good as anybody that'll be in there. I, you gotta you gotta know offensively they're going to be as good as anybody in Omaha. It's just going to be, you know, whether or not their pitching can hold up. And uh, but I mean, I think it's got to be it's got to be understood by the by the by the fans and and us as you know supporters of the program. Again, what we saw happen this year is to be celebrated and certainly not to be. For lack of a better word, mourned. Yeah, it sucks, but I think we're all just tired. I mean, it's just been like I said when when you have those emotional highs, they're super euphoric and they feel great, but those lows are equally as devastating. Yeah, and every each weekend went the distance. You had to go an extra day against uh, Coastal Carolina. Yep. You had to go three for Texas, and that third was literally a twelve-hour day at the ballpark. That's right. for people. That's so. right. So I mean, it, look it. I mean, what a great run! What a great season! You know, uh, you know, it's now, now it, it you know, it, it quickly shifts to concerns of, um, you know, who's going to be back next year from top to bottom. Does, you know, the, God darn, does the transfer portal get anybody? I mean, who knows? You know, you just don't know in today's, in today's uh, world of college athletics. But uh, I'm sure that the staff has a plan in place, and we'll see how it all shakes out. Mike Mullis joining us on the. You need to take that call. No, I'm good. All right, he's oh. good busy man um well you've played and coached in more games than i have but i've watched more games than the average man and the great thing about sports is the best reality tv you really don't know what's going to happen but you have a big enough sample size to to think you know or hypothesize on what's going to happen saturday when you blow a seven to two lead chandler already brought it up and, and a lot have that this was it this was our day even cliff godwin brought it up yeah we had to get that one yeah, how deflating is that? Obviously, you're going to go out, play your ass off the next day, but it's th- tough. That that feeling kind of gets over you, right? That, that was our game. That was it. And, and I'm going to tell you, I, I this is one thing with the uh, postseason that I really do not like. I feel like if you're the higher seed, you should be the home team, and I and I feel like it's a huge difference on Saturday trying to figure out how do I get 
a run and three outs because you you feel like it's it's going to be nearly impossible to hold these guys scoreless for six outs. And you know we kept looking. At, I'm going okay. We get through the in the seventh. We get through. Um, we have to make the change, but we get through the three. They're one, two, three, um, and then it's like okay, we we could face four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and not have to face the top again. Well, a hit here, the the ball, the double play ball that hits Terwilliger or hits the rubber, whatever oh, it hits, yeah. that kicks to the right. right. Next thing you know, yeah. that turns into a three run home run. Um, th- those the ball that hits a back's glove. Yeah, you know you start looking at it and, and quite Moylan frankly, had one where he makes the tag and the ball flies yep, out. Yep, a and lot the, well, of and then you, you know, and then in right field, uh, uh, JC hits the ball the park, comes back out, has kind of a uh, kind of a tough read on a ball that it, he maybe plays it into something that it didn't have to be but you know we got to remember our kids are freshmen we also have to remember that the noise of the jungle was impactful both ways and the feeling of having those people right behind you makes that wall feel a little closer than it is and you know that that ball gets away from him those are the things those play we had played virtually perfect baseball for how many games and then and then things kind of got away a little bit uh, and, and then the moment got really, really big. So I mean, you know, but man, what, again, what an amazing effort that the guys put up. And I, I don't know anything else that um, that Cliff and, and Coach Knight, Coach Palumbo, I don't know anything else they could have done to manage that pitching staff uh, to get anything else out of them. Uh, I, I do think. I don't know if you picked up on this or maybe this was just me hoping to see it. When Cooch comes in, you know, in the ninth, and I think the what a uh, that was a a nod to him yeah, from, yeah. from 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 Cliff. Yep, yep, and he um he uh, gives up the home run, but then it's like he grabbed another gear. It was like, wait a minute, Cooch is back. Why? Hey, why could we he punches out the next two guys and and he's you know his velocities go from seventy eight eighty two to eighty four eighty eight, and it's like, man. Dude, it may, you know maybe whatever whatever tripped. Wish it would have tripped a little quicker, uh, but it was good to see him go out uh, yeah. on a positive note. Cooch gone, uh, Bryson Worrell, uh, Ben Newton. So what about Agnos? I mean, he lived on base yesterday and throughout oh. this this postseason. What do you? What's the stock on uh, Zach? Agnos I mean, I, right I, you know it's it's hard to answer. He is a extremely good college baseball player. When you try to maybe project him, I, you know, I don't know. I, and again, that there's guys that that get paid lots of money to look at the analytics and the the, the different measurables to the eyeball test. You're like, man, somebody's got to give that guy a chance. Yeah, there's other shortstops around the country that have more home runs. If you look at the power and, numbers, and I don't think he's a shortstop at the next level. You know, I think he probably moves second. to the other side of the bag. Yeah. Um, but he is a really good baseball player, and you—the growth that we've seen him have has been tremendous. And from last year to this year, but moreover, from the first third of this year to the last two thirds of this year, uh, what he did—I mean, he just became like, all right, he's going to get on, and then uh, you know who's going to get two strikes on him and put something in play, <laughs> and then Worrell's going to have a chance to hit a ball out of the park or hit a ball hard or lay a bunt down and beat it out. I mean, all you know, it, it kind of set the table. 
Eight, yeah, and time. then you know, and I think you know, Jenkins Cowart was huge for that. And then you know, we 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 the, the offensive production from the back half of the lineup was was a little spotty, uh, but you know, it it man, there's some youth down there too, and it, it just is what it is. I think the other the other thing that man Ben Newton and we talked about it before Ben Newton behind the plate. Um, just really had to work himself to death to get to where he was at the end of the year. But moreover, his approach at the plate became a lot more refined where it wasn't an effort to do anything more than he could do. He just wanted to go battle. He was a two-strike foul tip and son of a gun. Yeah, he would <laughs> he would run pitch counts up. and the, man. Now, yesterday, Igo said he – because Newton had some trouble catching the ball – and Igo said he went away from the glasses, and somebody said he, that they were probably fogging up. Or yeah, something. I would think so, so with that humidity. Yeah, yeah, he a little bit. Yeah, when we came back from the rain delay, he you know he had a couple, but I mean, I you know, look again, I, what they did was 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 unbelievable, and and we you know it's so hard as a fan base, but we need to really enjoy that. It you know you you kind of made the kind of made the the analogy of a, of a funeral, and I get where you're going with that, but this is the like. This is the celebration of the year that was. It just well, some it just funerals are celebrations of life, and it just didn't so. end up the way that. Did you hear how defensive you got right there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and I was trying to give you an out. Sometimes, Mully, when you're here, you need some, I, you the, need some rest. I'm in the corner, uh, and you're uh, you're tagging me. And whose fault is that? I'm not. Did I, was there a tag anywhere in there? Not a single. Oh, one. these butt boys are all going to agree with you and there not was, me. There was not. Look, look at this. Crap. There was nothing. I was trying to. I was yeah, trying boss. to. I was trying to offer you a the fact that yeah, this was more of a celebration of the year that was okay. than, than it is. We're on the same page. Jesus, <laughs> you are so testy. This, I am this, not. This, this segment was going so good. I was. What did I do? I don't know who's more touchy feely, him or Troy D at a tailgate. <laughs> oh, hey. Oh. Hey. Oh. Oh. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Can you stick around another segment? Yeah. yeah. I guess. I mean, I guess I can stay. Is that a shot at me? <laughs> You're a busy guy. That's a compliment. All right, more with Mully. We got him riled up now. This will be let's good. Go, baby. All right, more to go. Double uh, smoke. As UConn. That's a cat. Oh, he brought oh, it back in the park. he dribbled it. UConn has a 3 nothing lead and runner. Nobody out? Uh-uh. Good grief. Second and third, up three nothing, nobody out. Uh, back with more after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor Program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs, and you can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month, or you can make a one-time donation, and GUC matches all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor program. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. <laughs> Mike Mullis joining us in the Pirate Radio studios. Things getting a little testy, but everything's fine. We're good. What's testy? That right there, that See, tone. It's it's this is you you be around Troy way too much. You think so? Yeah. Is that what it is? Uh, All right. Uh Molly. Do we have anything else to say about this weekend? 
No, great year. I mean, how, I, you know, how was your uh, interaction with Texas folks? Fine. I, we we uh, there was a, a couple with young children walking through the tailgate lot, and we stopped them and told them about the weather, and they were very thankful and stood and talked for a little bit and turned back around and said they've had a great trip to Greenville. And you want to know what kind of guy I am? I think I know. <laughs> this uh, isn't the first time we've met. Friday. You're the kind of guy that's going to tell us how good of a guy you are that makes you a narcissist. You have been around Troy too much. <laughs> he got me there. Friday after the uh, the first game, and I was not doing this just because ECU won. I'm doing this because it's the kind of guy I am. Went to AJ's to get some takeout. There was a Texas family family sitting there, and I said I would walk by them and kind of head nodded. And on the way back, I said, I hope you enjoy your time in Greenville. And they all said, thank you. I tell you, man, that makes you a – what a great guy. You're welcome. I mean, that's a class act if there's ever been one. I agree. Yeah, that's you, awesome. You're Good being, for you. You're being sarcastic. No, I'm not. You I, should be saying – Man, that's awesome. I wish more people were like you. Clip. I wish there were more people like you, Clip. We got that on tape. We got that on tape. We'll use that forever. In fact, Shirley, can we put that in the open? <laughs> all right so uh had some fun with some dumb and smart texas fans over the weekend yeah i think it's like anything else i'm sure I, i'm sure they went home and said man you know most of those folks were really nice but there was those idiots that were you know carrying on getting a little carried away late in the game yesterday and you could see it getting a little dicey uh and the, the crowd kind of more in right field a fairly isolated group on saturday Two Texas fans got booted. I witnessed yeah. it with yeah. on two Texas eyeballs. Well, then I think it, a pirate fan went right behind them, right? That was kind of the whole deal. I didn't see them get escorted, but I know it was Texas versus East Carolina, and I can pretty much assume the ECU fan was not being a stand-up individual. Sure. So, so I mean, it's it just happens. part of it. Yep, it is. All right, uh, boy, UConn has got them loaded up, one out, as they are trying to take down Stanford. And There's a double play ball. Too slow. Too slow. Who's oh, the, the runner. runner. <laughs> well, I was talking about you, the ground you, ball. You, well, you could you didn't have to say that. But you I meant the runner. runner. <laughs> That's uh, the old pitcher's best friend. That's a big one there, Molly. Uh, it's three nothing. But God, that could have been a lot worse. Did you see the the stands? I think there's a grand total. There cannot be 500 people there. Some good old golf clapping going on. I heard something about the stands at Boshamer yesterday too, Molly. Did you see that? No. Not a lot of Tar Heel folks uh, supporting their squad really? yesterday. That's unfortunate. And I, the Pig Suey folks were. Oh sure, yeah, sure. And that you know they're the kind of the Pig Suey crowd shows up and it's like three for one that you count them in like dog years. You know they because they're loud. They're <laughs> you know what I mean. They have a lot. I tell you who has a lot going on. Texas A&M, you know, and they their football, they have all the chants and all the different uh, stuff. Uh, but their baseball crowd, they they had a lot going on the whole time. I mean, it was uh, who'd they play? Uh, A&M had uh, Auburn. Is okay. that right? I don't recall. I, I didn't watch any of that. And they're all running together. A and M has advanced. A and M has advanced. Who's there now? I'll Google it up. Uh, you've got uh, Texas, Notre Dame, A and M, Arkansas. Uh, I know have punched tickets. And then coming up later today, Oregon State may have punched a ticket. No, they play later today. Okay, so they because yeah. Coach O can never come home. You know what's funny is their game yesterday ended before our game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I mean, because we were, it was late. It was a late one. All right, uh, boy, this uh, and we talk about it with you every week, but this this fifty four live series golf. Mm-hmm. Wow, what an impact! So they had their first tournament this past weekend, right? Yeah, and uh, Charles Schwartzel Schwartzel cashed a check for four point 
$1.75 million. And like 100,000 people watched it on, or no, no, it was like 75,000 or something. I, I, I watched very, very little bit of it through a stream thing, but I, it, it was just, a, I just logged in to take a look at it and, and, and I thought, you know, the scoreboard was kind of cool. I was trying to look at the leaderboard, but they had the, the team deal on the side. And then when they show the individual, it pops out from the team. It's kind of cool. What's the team aspect of it? I, I don't know. There's enough. one winner. Right, and the team that won it—that was how Schwartzel's seven hundred fifty thousand came from being part of the winning team. The four million came from being the uh, sole winner. Okay, ten four. Um, but no, it's you know, and Phil uh, Phil arrived today at the Open uh, U.S. Open being this weekend. Uh, so I think you know he 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 had a presser this morning at, at like ten o'clock or so. Uh, but I'm 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 curious to kind of hear the sound bites coming out of that. I'm, I'm sure he was very scripted, and, but it's funny to me, you know. Phil, uh, Phil's kind of changed his look, like he, like he literally is playing the villain. I don't know if I said that to you before, but he, you know, he's got the gruff, and the, you know, yeah. obviously he's been a white guy that wears the all black, and he, you know, the the big kind of hokey sunglasses. But uh, yeah, he is a uh, he is kind of playing the playing the part. So is it U.S. Open week? Yeah, I believe it is because yep. Justin Thomas, I, he, he said. You can't go anywhere without bringing somebody bringing up the the live tournament or the whatever the live is what they're going. With. All right, live. He said it's sad. This is the U.S. Open. It's an unbelievable venue, a place with so much history, and you know the story. Look at that. Do you see that right fielder just played that ball into a double on a very very routine ground ball? That's the kind of stuff that drives you crazy. What when he you got it? No, it, it, it didn't even bobble it. Hopefully they'll reshow it. Uh, or replay it. it it's a very routine single to right and it literally just the, it, he just botches it here we go nothing to it whoops good grief that's, i love uh that's terrible love ecu's black uniforms but old man rant home team wear white road team wear gray and let's play i don't disagree with you what'd you think about the white spikes this black on blue is terrible this is an eyesore if i've ever seen one what'd you think about the black the white spikes it was fine on friday you know what? I, I had a feeling when we returned to you the You brought pump. this up when? It was before Thir- Friday. Thursday. You said they got some new white spikes. Uh, yeah, broke out some white spikes. I said, I hope maybe at, they're just for practice. Yeah, because I, they were at practice. I'm like, yeah, they got no white spikes. Yeah. I really thought we got back to the ballpark last night. You may see a bunch of black spikes. I really thought they may just kind of try to, you know, shake it up. But, you know, it's a different generation, too, man. These guys like the white spikes and whatever. And, I, you know, I... I whatever if it makes you feel good and you know i used to be a ardent black spike guy like uh, like black spikes that's it all right so when i was a kid the a's had whites yep. and was there one other team or was it only a's man i i don't help know. me out i would have now to everybody out. wears whatever the heck they want to no everybody's got a deal yeah you know i look i had a pair of white spikes one year they were kangaroos they were ruse with the, th- you know that's the other thing I miss with with baseball spikes the tongue. Oh, the tongue, hang yeah, over. the tongue on the yeah, yeah. And I had like I, well, I had a pair of Nike corner. I had several pairs of Nike Cornerstone turf shoes that that's kind of what I wore to school. Uh, but they had the tongue on them anyway. The tongue, the, you know, the tongue's gone. Mother, what was your all time favorite glove? Uh, probably the Pudge model. Uh, Wilson we're talking mitt. catcher's mitt. Yeah, uh, it's a little smaller. But uh, yeah, what was the, your go-to batting glove? I, man, I, I I didn't wear them often. Um, it would have to be really cold. Oh, really? I, yeah, you I were no glove, no batting glove yeah, guy. No gloves. All right, 
Yeah. A little Charlie Hustle. Out yeah, I, no gloves. One, hustle. No, I did not. Uh, I, I was just never really – I wasn't good enough to be showy. So I figured I better just play hard and try to leave the field dirty. I want to say it was – I thought it was Frank Thomas, but now that I think about it, I think it might have been Ricky Henderson. I had some ugly neon oh, green with the, gloves. With the, with the pads on the yes! back of God, those are awful. I know they were, and I had a pair. <laughs> but I can see you being the athlete that you are. That Those those would uh, – they, they fit your – I mean, Ricky – when I think of Ricky Henderson, <laughs> the next person I think of is Clip Brock out there still in bags. What are you laughing at, Chandler? Still in bags, turning uh, singles to doubles, scoring from first on a base hit. One right. thing we do have in common, we love ourselves, and that's very important. You and Ricky. I love me. Correct. Ricky loves Ricky. Well, he is the greatest. He was happy to hold up the ba- the third base bag and tell the world. This is Ricky's bag. I am the greatest. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else with Molly? No, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm you know, whatever. What is uh, – I have not – the Braves can't lose. I don't know if you've been following Major League Baseball. No, I, I've been following the Braves, and that's it. They are on a, uh, a crazy win streak right 10 now. 10 or 12? Yeah. And have cut it to eh, five and a half. That's the Still thing. They, 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 they couldn't win, and now they can't lose. It's just a, it's a game of runs. I mean, it, in a bunch of ways, it's a game of runs of stringing them together and then you know banging it around. Uh, Phillies had one nine in a row. They uh, lost yesterday, so they are thirty and thirty on the year. Be how interested about, to see the Madness Angels how they. I end was going to bring him up. Did you see the story where he cut his hair into a mohawk to try to change things in the clubhouse and never got to show it to him because he got fired before he could show up with the mohawk? Easy fix. Just shave the hawk off. Yeah. yeah, she gone. You know what, Madden may be a dude that ends up uh, tied on that, and you see him down at Huntington Beach uh, rollerblading, and, you know, I mean, I, he, w- w- nothing would surprise me. So you got Larusa Baker still in, a lot of older managers. Uh, those are the main two, but Joe Madden, he's going to come back, right? Somebody. I doubt it. You think it's. Maybe it? as a consultant. You know, okay. maybe as a, I mean, so did you see Larusa's move the other day uh, facing Trey Turner? White Sox facing the playing the uh, Dodgers. Dodgers. Freddie Freeman on uh, second base, one two count to Trey Turner, and Larusa decides to put Turner on one two count, two strikes for the two strikes, put him on, and Freddie Freeman's like, "What just happened?" And then there, the shortstop from uh, from Chicago comes over. And he's got his back to the kind of to the camera, and he's like, "You can tell he's got his head down." He's so Freddie, they're talking anyway. Walks off. Well, Max Muncy's on deck. Mm. I don't know that I want to walk. You know, to get. I don't know who you walk with two strikes to, to face anybody in that Dodgers lineup. Yeah. So Max Muncy comes up to the plate with a little like spit in his eye, three run home run. Yeah. And crosses home plate. He's like, now why? You know, and, and if this was uh, profanity laden, but basically, why would you walk Trey Turner with two strikes to get to me? Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I saw this has been a week or two now, but there was a game where was it the Mets and the Dodgers when Showalter, there was a team trying to put in a position player, but there's a rule that you can't do it unless it's like a seven run game, something like that. Anyway, it was another example of Buck Showalter knowing the rules better than anyone else in the ballpark. And he called him out on it. And the umps were like, yeah, you can't make this pitching change now. Can't put the guy in unless there's a seven run. I, I believe that is I've what never, it is. I, yeah, I will look it up. Buck's got one on me. 
he but that is not the first time that's happened buck showalter that's been several times where he knew a rule or something that helped his team win or give him an advantage you know what if you're a manager of a major league baseball team it should be an expectation that you would know the rule book inside and out because like like, that's like your deal that's like if i'm a golfer i want my caddy to know the rule book like i need to know it but the caddy needs to know like every little intricacy that may be able to help me out there because in golf there's so many all right why the umps would not let the dodgers make a pitching change uh prevents a team from using non-pitchers with a deficit or of five oh i did hear about that yeah he was going to put it yeah the position player in yeah dave roberts was going to do it i guess was said to do it and buck showalter said no you cannot do that so and that you know that that's strategy for the next night so that keeps you from uh, burning an arm give us another arm and i'm sure that uh who was gonna who dave roberts was gonna make the change i'm sure dave was like man i didn't that's pretty obscure man you know I, that's that's a good it's a good catch i wonder how long that's been a rule i, I would imagine that that's something that's relatively new but Buck, I could be completely wrong. I don't know. Bug knows it inside and out. Molly, uh, thanks for joining us today, man. Yeah, man. Enjoyed it. In this celebration of life of Pirate Baseball 2022. Yeah, and congrats to them. And congrats yeah. to Pirate Nation for enjoying a great ride and um, really supporting that program. I was amazed at the number of people that were in that stadium at 10, 15, 10, 30 last night. You talked to a lot of people from the opposing side. Did you You talk to any Texas officials or any coaches? No, anybody? no, really. Okay. Didn't, didn't have a need. They're a little bit out of our um, ability to service range. But they uh, the previous week you talked to folks who were yeah we're, we're, we're regional glowing reviews yeah of uh clark and claire yeah what yeah. ecu does so. but I, I and again i think the the statements made early on by their coach however they were perceived kind of created a little edge to this thing that was uh gonna you know explode at some point and i think it probably probably built fences that didn't need to be built around their fan base and our fan base and that type of thing but again we got through it fans are fans there were no uh what there didn't appear to be any significant situations arguably one beer poured on one player so i think that's um uh, you know yeah we'll, we'll you know we'll move on all right molly appreciate it man yeah buddy mike mullis joining us to kick off the week here on pirate radio live we'll take a timeout come back got some uh cliff godwin audio for you after the game his comments after the pirates lost the super regional here in greenville we'll, we'll hear that and get you on into hour three when we return after this This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU home services partner. Give them a call today at 919-291-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Said I was done with baseball, and here I am with it on, so I'm turning it. But looks like Stanford and UConn are in for the long haul. You get to these day threes, uh, you're going to see a lot of runs on the board. It is three to two, UConn, and they just got out of the first inning, so they're going to put up some runs. 
uh one game later in the coach o regional super regional there in corvallis oregon state taking on who chandler who are they playing help me out auburn is that right that's what shirley said all right i'll go with it uh coach o will hopefully make his way back to greenville at some point soon he has been stuck in corvallis for well over a week now uh and you are correct shirley it is the auburn tigers all right um so we had you there was karaoke going on in the jungle uh last night during the delay yeah we were credit to casey singer ecu handles the um you know the the marketing the fan engagement the the game day sounds you hear at clark leclerc he played music for like seven straight hours and it was a no repeat rock block weekend at clark leclerc and i came over the mic a couple times and i said uh you're listening to clark leclerc fm playing the hits and stuff and then i said uh you have a request we'll take it now and her people started cheering because there was like 100 200 i don't know how many people were in the stands but and they started cheering and i was like just kidding and they quickly booed but i was like you know we could do this so i put uh use the hashtag club clark leclerc to request your song and we had people requesting it and we were playing some of their requests so. I, I missed that yesterday because the cell service out in the jungle was uh terrible over the weekend well everything with, broke with, down with I, all the people and but uh yeah that's that's pretty cool with your interaction with the fans and stuff especially during a seven hour rain delay nuts which was uh par for the course uh, in greenville and we we talked about it last week how we have gotten through the regional with no bad weather well hey greenville's hosting a super regional and uh take it to game three and that's when it happens so uh but uh yeah awesome weekend uh just hate the pirates didn't pull it through charlie you would uh remember this more so than anyone else here the uh there's a great documentary on woodstock 99 and i saw the uh the videos and uh, what was going on at clark leclerc during that delay and it (laughs) reminded me of that because you had mud pits and people kids sliding in the mud and everything had kind of broken down and everybody was getting a little ornery and the only thing we were missing was red hot chili peppers playing while there's a fire going on <laughs> and everybody freaking out and mass panic happening and but food running out yeah. and drinks running out and although credit to uh ecu the concessions were open i got some of the uh chicken tenders during the long delay and they were actually good so kudos yeah the, to those uh, folks concessions i there was one time during uh, this was during the regular season i believe uh, someone had a burger, and that burger looked like one of the best burgers I've ever seen. And they were like, yeah, I got it from the concession stand. So um, I never did get a chance to chow the burgers out at Clark LeClaire, but there's always next year. There you go. So uh, credit to everybody who played a part, uh, played a role, whether you be uh, on the field, administration, fan, um, one more thing service about, worker, whatever you were doing. I was going to say one more thing about the concession stands. The lines moved very quickly. You weren't in line for very long. Uh, because I got uh, Saturday when I got to the game, the line looked really long when I first got there. They had two separate, um, if, if you wanted uh, beer sales, they had a separate line for that, away, kind of off to the side of the concession stands on the concourse. And, uh, and uh, 
so you had that, and then those that wanted just you know sodas, popcorn, that kind of thing, they had their normal concession line. And I wasn't in line for more than maybe ten minutes, and it was quite long when I got in there. They were moving them pretty quick. So uh, kudos to the concessions folks for you know being uh, not just efficient in terms of not running out of things, but also you know keeping everybody moving and not having to stand in line for so long. Yeah, great to see that uh, the the stadium and the folks who operate it can handle such a huge weekend numbers we haven't seen before when it comes to ECU baseball and everything uh, go on and and man it uh that back and forth friday and saturday too was awesome even though ecu came up short on saturday you're talking about just clutch performances on both sides great players There's making great star, plays man, jacob starling in the sky man with, with two outs dinger to tie it i mean it was it was awesome yeah and uh this was i mean we've had plenty of greenville regionals this was our first uh, Super Regional in Greenville. We've had one in Kinston. I'm telling you, I, I believe that this is the start to having some more in the future. I, I can't wait for the future of ECU baseball, and uh, I can't wait do, wait to do, do it again. Because, I mean, this fan base has been waiting for this, and they showed out this weekend. Well, I tell you what, you know, as much uh, accolades as the Jungle got, and they deservedly so, they were loud and they were rowdy and, and, and at times affected the play of Texas, especially in that first game. Uh, Section 208, I want to give them a shout-out because I was in Section 208 on Saturday, and, man, were they loud, were they rowdy. I mean, they were banging on the bleachers just as hard as they could go, and they were living and dying by every pitch because we were arguing that the umpire's strike zone was more like a Picasso painting than – uh, because it was just all over the place, and uh, well, then yesterday it was and, completely different. Yeah, I feel like that the strike, dude. Was I feel like the strike zone tight. was about, about this that big. big. Yeah, no, it, it, yeah. The guy on Saturday, it was like here one second, here the next second. We yeah. were like, where is his strike zone? We can't even figure it out. Um, but uh, when yeah, when Jacob Starling hit that home run, I cheered so hard and so loud that I actually came very close to passing out from sure, lack of oxygen. I did because I got so excited. I literally forgot to breathe for a second, and I got a little woozy, had to hang on to the guy that was standing next to me. Um, but uh, And <laughs> well, he was a little woozy for different reasons. But, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it was very, very entertaining, a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, so the folks up in the stands were just as loud and rowdy um, as the jungle was, and it was, and and just to hear the purple gold chant, you know, people were talking yeah. about how it sounded like a football game. It really, really did. I mean, it was loud. If you were going to go, that Starling home run would have been a good one to go on because oh, yeah. not a lot of good stuff happened after that. No, no, that was, that kind was of pretty the much pinnacle of the weekend. Yeah, that was pretty much where <laughs> everything kind of went downhill. And I was that. talking to Brian Smith over uh, during that game, and we really believe that if you get out of here unscathed don't give up a run the pirates will win because i mean we we had a feeling that you know the momentum was going to come back to them at, yeah. at the plate and it just they never got just out of arms at that point had to go to a young guy who did all he could well, nearly also, got out of it yeah and you also that was knew, uh shankman shankman yeah yeah and and you also knew it was only a matter of time before texas's bats woke up i mean they had you know uh, they had put some runs up on the board, but we had really just kind of gotten into their bullpen and 
and and really made them stretch some of their uh, bullpen pitchers out and but you knew it was only going to be a matter of time before they were going to really start stroking the ball and that's exactly what they did all right let's uh take a break we'll come back hour three of pirate radio live on the way we'll we got brian bailey we'll talk to him recap the weekend from his perspective and also uh, got some audio from cliff godwin the pirate players as well that we will pass along to you and we'll cheer you up with a giveaway we'll make you a winner here on this monday all that and more on the way on pirate radio live after this listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by bud light reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now back to the show welcome back orthopedics east and sports medicine center has been caring for pirate nation and the student athletes at east carolina university for more than 35 years and are the official team physicians for ecu orthopedics and Sports Medicine Center provides a variety of general and specialized operative and non-operative orthopedic services to meet the needs of the patients in eastern North Carolina. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All righty. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes. Uh, saw the U.S. Open tea times have been announced. You seen Harold's time? There yeah, it's it like is. really early in the morning. 7.51 on Thursday and one thirty six on Friday. So we will be locked into HV3 coming up this weekend on the Buccaneer Music Hall leaderboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. Looking at what's going on uh, around the scoreboard coming up tonight, it is game numero five. Five. Between the... For the finals... Celtics and Warriors. The Warriors, a four-point favorite at home tonight against Boston as uh, they play in game five. I've watched some of this. I have not followed it very closely with all the Pirate baseball and stuff going on. Uh, where are we at with the Stanley Cup final? Uh, the I had to ask some hockey fans the other day. So the Lightning beat the Rangers. What day was that? It was uh, maybe Friday. Uh, anyway. And Avalanche is playing who? the avalanche advance they uh will play the lightning in the stanley cup final which will begin at some point this week and i'll see if i can find a day that would be wednesday night game one of the stanley cup final and going on right now you've got one game three uh super regional and i will try to find that score because i turned it off because i'm not watching college baseball anymore as my so how many teams have punched their tickets so far uh three to two uconn with the lead over stanford it's, in the I know second that inning there's all but two teams six left. teams have punched yeah so there's two more teams that have got to go in uconn playing stanford right now and later it'll be auburn and oregon state that's 7 30 tonight on espn uh two so there's your scores on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by dub buck sorry i'm in a bit of a haze because it is hangover monday here out of the ballpark late last night as was double b brian bailey and uh bailey everybody who was out there last night or pulling on the pirates is probably feeling a little groggy today how you feeling yeah, I tell you, it is it is a hangover. I mean, it's just you know you feel like the wind just uh, taking out of your sails, and 
you know, there were so many positives this weekend, but the one big positive that everybody wanted, that you know, Cliff wanted, that the team wanted, uh, just didn't happen. And, and sometimes you have to wonder why, why this, you know, why do things happen like they do? But you know, if you think back to this team and what they went through and what they did, I mean, it's, it's an unbelievable accomplishment. You know, they just didn't make it to Omaha, which is the ultimate prize, the ultimate goal. But it was, uh, it was really, you know, just when you look at this, the regional and the super regional and how the fans came out and supported this team and just, you know, how magical the place was with all the, the tailgating going on and getting ready for the thing. And we almost went through two weeks without any rain until Sunday. Show. <laughs> but uh, it was, it was just, uh, everything was, there was a lot of positives in the whole weekend. It just didn't turn out the way everybody wanted yeah, I really tempted fate going six full days of baseball without rain in the regional and the super regional, and then boom, it came, and that meant we were out there playing baseball after one a.m. last night at Clark LeClaire Stadium. Uh, Pirates lose eleven to one in Game Three. Game Two, Bailey, that's the one we're all going to kick ourselves over. Nine to eight, uh, Texas beats East Carolina, and it was yesterday before the game started. I think you were looking at another score and. You said something about seven to two, and you said, "Well, where have we heard that number before?" And I said, "Man, I hope we're not looking back after this and 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 saying seven to two and that number having significance." But it will. That was the lead East Carolina had over Texas on Saturday, and uh, and man, you, you see Texas score two in the seventh, four in the eighth, one in the ninth to win it, and uh, and felt it slip away. Yeah, and it was just one of those things that when you're watching it in in person, and you're like you're counting the outs, and you're you know, and you know Texas can can score. And they've got a. I don't think I've ever seen an offensive ball club as good as that Texas team. I mean, they definitely could hit from one through nine in the lineup. But you kind of you kind of knew, and I think it was just one of those deals where, you know, all season long, you know, the pirate pitching, you know, got them through. But it was like they were having to to shift everything around. And you think about where we started. You know, you think back to the first week in February of the season. And that Monday, I think, was, was media day. And, you know, Carson Wizard Hunt was there, and everybody had, you had a rotation of what you were looking at. And that rotation just changed so quickly, and it's changed throughout the season. And what Austin Knight and those guys were able to do is just really phenomenal to get as far as they, they were able to get. But if you had a Cam Colmore or Matt Bridges, you know, out of the bullpen, you know, what would have been different? But it just wasn't, wasn't the right time. The timing wasn't right for some reason. And, the Pirates are still looking for a chance to go to Omaha. Yeah, Saturday was rough. Sunday got rough. And, and I wish uh, if I had a time machine, Bailey, that, I tell you what, that little part where they came back from the six-hour-plus delay, whatever it was, and East Carolina's able to get out of the first, and then they've got, what, runners on the corners, nobody out, 3-0 count on Worrell. I'd love to rewind back to that moment because Worrell gets a pitch to hit, and he, you know, he just missed it. He popped it up. But, you know, that that could have gone a lot different. And if the Pirates answer there with two or three, you know, who knows if the game is any different or not because the Pirates had come back all weekend. They came back Friday and won, came back Saturday, took a big lead, and looked like they might have been on their way uh, late Sunday night. Yeah, and it was one of those deals, too, where that that five spot just, you know – I, I think they were very much in the game down four nothing and yeah. down four to one. And as you said, a three zero pitch, and you know you're sitting there with, with one of your hottest, the hottest hitter in the country, maybe. And you know, do you let him swing three zero? Well, yeah, because odds are he's going to put it in play somewhere, going to hit it hard somewhere. He just 
barely missed it and ended up with the fly ball. And then, you know, you kind of you, you go from there. You, you do get the one run that inning. But those five runs in, in the next frame, and then you just – you're so much behind the eight ball. And it was – I don't know. It was, it was frustrating, I think, for the players. I think, I think for the first time in so many months, they all of a sudden they started pressing a little bit. And that's, that's a worst-case scenario for that squad because when they were loose, you know, put loose and fancy free, man, they were really, really good. And what a twenty-game winning streak, man! What a what a streak that was. Just watching those guys play, and I had a chance, you know, a privilege to be down in Florida with them for the American tournament. You know, watching those guys do what they did down there, taking care of business, and then you know, some things I'll never forget: being at the uh, at the the, the NCAA uh, announcements and, and seeing the look on their faces <laughs> when they saw they were an eight seed. Yeah. That was that was crazy. Seeing the Cl- Cliff Godwin's face because he had no idea, and then. You know, you, you get there. To, I think that's what's the, the worst part about the whole thing is that everybody kind of knows that, that this was a really rare opportunity. You know, playing at home in a super regional, and you know, you get every advantage as far as that goes. And but but give Texas credit; they came to town, they sang their song, and they won the won the tournament. <laughs> they did. Brian Bailey joining us here today on Pirate Radio Live, uh, and I, I'm interacted with some smart texas fans uh that were fun had a sense of humor i interacted with a lot of dumb moron texas fans over the weekend bailey that i tell you what the the arrogance level it it was shocking to me i think it was almost worse than uh our neighbors to the west in chapel hill Uh, a lot of them texas folks man they think the world does indeed revolve around them i don't know if you had any of those interactions this weekend but i was uh quite alarmed by it one of the guys that I won't tell you who it was, but one of the guys that we got a chance to talk to uh, said that that everybody in the state of Texas hates Texas. <laughs> <laughs> the people that go that went there. There's like a wall around Austin, and if you're not, uh, if you're on the outside of that wall, you hate them. Yeah, that's, that's what it sounded like, and and they yeah they they think a lot of their their hook'em horns. I always saw the hook'em horns. Really didn't know the horns down. You know, deal until the last couple of years when it became more popular and the Big Twelve did what they did, but had no idea that they took it so personally. But yeah, it was it was really, you know, and it started with uh, with, with David Pierce before he even left Austin. You know, talking about the jungle, and I think in talking to him after that, it seemed like that he was kind of in Austin at the time, kind of relaxed, talking to his reporters. Didn't think it would go viral, which it did. And then when he got here, he backed away off of it, and, and he was very complimentary of Cliff and the program and the atmosphere and everything. But give this club credit, man; they they can hit the baseball. Credit where credit is due. This is an insane stat, Bailey. Te- Texas has been in the College World Series more times than the College World Series has been played without Texas in it. Thirty-eight appearances in Omaha for Texas. Thirty-seven times there's been a College World Series where Texas hasn't been in it. That, that's insane. That is crazy, and now the number is what thirty-two for East Carolina, trying to break that door down, and they will. I'm telling you, they will. But it's just this year wasn't the year. Brian Bailey joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. You start to look to next year, Bailey, and 
man bryson world was awesome potential uh ecu hall of famer bryson world the way he played his final year and all the great years here at east carolina uh you know ben newton it was good to see jake Kuchmaner get in the game last night cooch one final time at clark leclerc and then you think about the draft you know mayhew agnos what about those guys so kind of start to look to next year uh we know this uh this is going to be another good pirate team though that takes the field in 2023 yeah it, it always will be i think you know they've got uh, you know it's not just a team it's a program and they're held to you know they're held accountable uh, they do a great job in the classroom do a great job in the community and you know it's it's just uh and and like I said, there were so many positives this weekend with the big crowd. I think one of the things I enjoyed the most was they had all the uh, alums down, the baseball alums down the first base line, and they, they had a special wristband for them to get in down there, and they could go down there and hang out just seeing all those guys. I mean, I saw so many that I've had a chance, you know, a, a privilege to cover through the years, and, and I was surprised that some of them, you know, they remembered me. I think I think back then when those guys were playing, people watched TV more than they do now. Yeah, but it was it was really fun to, to talk to those guys and see them and see their support. I, th- I talked to Eric Backage during the rain delay. He came up and I talked to him for a few seconds. He said he was going to go in and, and talk to Cliff and tell him tell him, hey man, you got Texas right where you want them. They got a little lead. You got it right where you want them. We, we laughed about it, but I think I think we all thought at the time that Park still had a really good chance to win that thing. No doubt, uh, Bailey, and uh, you're right. Yeah, just a fantastic weekend seeing all the alums. Pete Biscano, uh, who was a part of the baseball program years ago, uh, came in, took some great pictures with all. I mean, how many Pirate alum, baseball alums, do you think were here this weekend, Bailey? I mean, it was it was close to reaching triple digits. Yeah, I was I was going to say between 70, 80, maybe. Yeah. maybe I mean, that was awesome. And, and those are the only ones that made the picture. I think some of them <laughs> were still wandering around it. Maybe didn't get in the picture, but there was just that. And you know, through through the years with the coaches that we've had, you know, we've always had you know class kids in that program, and 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 they take so much pride in the program, and they take so much pride in bringing their families, you know, their, their wives and their their young children, and you know, to be with everybody else. And it was it was really neat. Well, Bailey, the Cubs stink. What are you going to do now? What's going on the rest of the summer for you? I may become a Brave fan. There you go. You and Wellington, all I hear about is the street. Well, all they do is win. Right now. Yeah, I know. All of a sudden. <laughs> what, what have we got? Uh, man, I, I'm kind of excited to do shows this week. I'm going to have guests on. Mark Brown came to chat.com tomorrow to help me figure out what has been going on with Major League Baseball. Because i got to tell you, I've been wrapped up in this ECU thing. I have not paid attention much to the outside world when it comes to sports. That's basically- NBA Finals included, really. I hadn't really paid yeah. Getting over to the ballpark so early. Yeah. Melissa asked me, she's, why do you have to go over there so early for it? I said, you know, I don't know. I just like to get over there and watch batting practice and kind of, you know, hang out there. And just, I just like, especially when I don't have to do anything. We had, we, we had to go live Friday at noon, right before the game started. And that was kind of cool. And then, you know, and my Friday, Bella graduated at 2.30. I was going to ask you about that. How'd your Friday go, Bailey, with you all over the place? That was crazy. I mean, that was one a day I'll never forget, but. Brian Medor said, look, I'll pick you up in the golf cart and we'll get you over to the Coliseum <laughs> quick. So I, we come zipping through there, boy, and they, he dumps me off. I get up there and get situated, and I watch her graduate, very proud of her, and then uh, come back over to you know the rest of the game, the interviews, and then you know doing the five and doing the six live out there. And we went and had dinner with uh, family just to celebrate Bella's uh, graduation. But what a day it was, man. I tell you what, my head hit the fella that night. 
And man, you gotta. I, I'm sure there were you know incidences here and there, but I, I hadn't heard anything at all. But you got to give credit to you know Chris Sutton and, and the police out there, and and you know JJ McLam and, and John Gilbert, the administration with ECU, with all those people out there, all that alcohol being sloshed around. I mean, could be a disaster, but uh, I don't know. I, I think uh, everything went pretty smoothly, uh, as good as it could go, with all these people packing into to Greenville. Yeah, I think so. I think it was it was one, you know, it's been two weekends of parties basically out there yeah. with the regionals and the super regionals and uh I think it, you know it, it's it's preparing Pirate Nation for those four home games <laughs> yeah. in September. So so get ready, hang on. Heck yeah. I mean, this was conditioning. They say you practice hard so the games are easy. I think the folks went hard these past two weekends and and September's going to be easy for them until that 98 degree heat hits them four weeks yeah. in a row. <laughs> no, that'd be bad. <laughs> All right, BB, uh, what you got coming up uh, this week on WNCT Channel 9? What are you covering? Uh, Big Rock started. Oh, yeah. So we've already got the Fabulous Fisherman Prize, $777,000 for uh, the Mercenaria. So they're already in with that fish, so we'll have that. And uh, we'll keep up with the Big Rock all week long. And after that, things really slow down until August. So uh, we start working on Touchdown Friday, graphics and oh, yeah. stuff like that, music and we got a new look we're going to have, so we're looking forward to that. We got to work on that, but it'll be a, it'll be a quick summer, I'm sure. All right, BB, we'll keep in touch. Thank you uh, for joining us, man, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good. Take care, Brian Bailey, joining us today on Pirate Radio Live as we recap the Greenville Super Regional tie a bow on the ECU baseball season. Although there is more to go, we hope to get our guys in here at some point: Agnos, Mayhew, Worrell, and Ryder Giles to cap off the season also uh maybe some exit interviews this week with scooter scott rogers and patrick mason all those guys talking pirate baseball looking back at the weekend and the season that was the incredible season that was ecu baseball that uh really gave us some awesome moments some awesome memories to be uh very very proud of all right let's take a break we'll come back when we return we got some audio to play from the post game late last night early this morning and also we'll open up the booty bag make you a winner it's all ahead on Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Back with you after this. 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 You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. At Carolina Caliber, they have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. They will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All righty, Pirates season comes to an end early this morning as they fall to Texas. And Texas moving on to Omaha. How about the 38th time they have been to Omaha? Just a crazy stat, uh, their reign of terror. They've won, I believe, six championships out of those 37 previous appearances. So they'll uh, be one of the favorites, if not the favorite, heading there this year. Let's hear what uh, Cliff Godwin had to say 
after the loss last night that ended the Greenville Super Regional and ended the season for the East Carolina Baseball Pirates. Here is Coach Godwin. Yeah, I just want to say I forgot to say this, but, man, the Super Regional crowd was unbelievable. Our our fans, and I've said this before, but it was deafening um, on the field yesterday and and on Friday, and I just thank Pirate Nation for – Everything they gave us, man, it was unbelievable. And, you know, the fact that so many alums, and I told Eric Backage and Nick Schnabel and Chad Tracy and Schumacher in my office and Kevin O'Sullivan, uh, during the rain delay, I was like, even if we don't win, man, just so many people came back and so many of the coach of Claire Tree and even before we're here and if nothing else, the relationships that we have and that tree is pretty special. And I just appreciate my family here at East Carolina because it is special. And uh, Pirate Nation was awesome. I mean, the people that stayed here, I mean, we're getting beat 11 to one, still going purple gold chance. It was, it's not many places in the country can say that. So really special. Coach, it's always hard when the season comes to an end, but you talked about this being the most player-led team you've ever had. Does that make it that much tougher? Man, they all—they're all tough. Uh, you know, this is the closest that we've ever been to punching our ticket, for sure, and to be at home. And you know, just—I I don't know why. Only God knows why. And, and look, I'm not going to question him um, because he's been with me this year. And, and you guys don't know half the stuff that went on behind the scenes. Uh, some personally, some professionally. And just the way these guys came together is special. I'm good. If anybody else got any questions, I'll be fine. You mentioned you know, the guys are tough, and there's probably nothing more tough than the way some of these pitchers were able to throw. Like, you know, Garrett Saylor just coming at and throwing four innings. I guess what does that say about that group that's just kind of willing to go out and do that? Well, I mean, I'll pick on Aaron Fitt and Kendall Rogers. I mean, you know, we don't have a chance. We don't have any professional prospects. And... Just got a bunch of grinders. Um, you know, Texas is full of a bunch of first-round draft picks, I'm sure. And, you know, they're so much more talented. But i tell you what, they had all they wanted here in Greenville, uh, especially the first two days. And we just didn't have enough to um, get them yesterday. But, uh, you know, like I said last year when we lost at Vandy, if I don't ever coach in the College World Series as a head coach, I'm okay with that. I don't need that for my ego. Some people need that for their ego. I don't. And the good Lord put me on this planet to be more than just be a coach that has accolades because when we leave this place, you ain't taking those rings and those championships with you. Coach, can you talk about putting Cooch in for the night tonight? Yeah, just, look, man, <laughs> the guy's going to go down as one of the most decorated pitchers in East Carolina history. Um, and he wanted to go out there and, I wanted him to go out there, so it was special. And I mean, got a standing O coming out, so it was, it was awesome. As you look at this year's team, you know, should have a lot back for next year. I know you maybe don't want to look to next year yet, but I feel like you do have to be excited just about the way they played down the stretch in jail. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, you know, this year was was hard, especially at the beginning with just the adversity we had. But yeah, we got a lot of guys that. Uh, I feel like are on our roster that can help us continue to move forward and some incoming guys as well to help us. Um, 
you know, it's pretty remarkable uh, what Coach Knight and the pitchers did this year with really no rotation and to be where we are um, right now. So um, excited, but we need to get, we got to get better to get where we want to go. But we're doing it the right way. As I said last year, we're doing all the right things. And, um, you know, I think it took Tim Corbin nine years. So eh, going into my ninth season next year. So hopefully that's the, the magic trick. But once you knock it down, it's just, it's a lot. It's not easy, but it's easier, um, and a lot of people talk about that. One more question. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Cliff Godwin, after the loss to Texas late uh, last night, more so early this morning, as the Pirates season comes to an end at the hands of the Longhorns, and uh, very emotional Cliff Godwin as the season wraps up, and uh looking forward to next year i mean it's you know what it's going to be it's going to be another tough gritty gutty cliff godwin baseball team and uh what a turnaround they had this season to uh to put themselves in a spot uh, where they were one win a few outs away from getting to the college world series for the first time we will have to wait at least one more year for that to happen all right uh surely let's uh let's open up the booty bag here on a monday All right, folks need uh, cheering up, so what do you want to give away today? Uh, How about a shrimp taco lunch courtesy of Chico? All right, that can be yours if you are lucky. Caller number eight. Caller eight, 317-1250. We're giving away Chico's. Now, we got more audio for you. We'll hear from the players when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. To get the business services that are right for your business today, contact the team of experienced local bankers at First Bank. The team includes bankers you can trust like Ashley Capps. Lee Watson, Bonner Latham, Chris Richards, uh, Josh Hooten, and Heath Nesbitt. First Bank, together with their customers, they are creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. First Bank, located on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. And congratulations to Tim Randall of Greenville. Picked up a uh, shrimp taco lunch courtesy of Chico's. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's. Enjoy your favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Plus ice cold cervezas and Chico's famous margaritas are always available. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, Tim A with the win. I saw Heath Nisbet at the ECU baseball game. This was a regional, I want to say. So last weekend, saw a lot of great folks out there. Before the game Saturday, I saw Shirley Rhodes walking up. Neither of us were wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Which we said we would do. Which we lied and said we would. I gave it some serious thought, but instead I put on a new shirt that I got the previous week, and now East Carolina is 0-2 when I wear that shirt. Is it the gray polo? Or is it one of the polos it's that you got? It's black. Ah. It is a black Adidas shirt. I like it. 
I like it a lot. Love it, in fact. But the Pirates are winless when I wear it. It's like the white helmets in football. I like those a lot. But the Pirates stink when they wear them. Yeah, I I really did give it some serious thought. And I thought, and see, initially I thought I was going to be in the jungle to, to begin with. So I thought, well, I don't really want to stick out like a sore thumb. It's going to be shady. I don't think, you know. So I kind of went back and forth, back and forth. And I really couldn't. Uh, finally, I just gave in and said, you know what? I'm just going to wear my Pirate Vibes only t-shirt and be done with it. And uh, and then I bumped into you on the way into the stadium. And I didn't realize I was going to be up in the stands instead and uh so i'm actually kind of glad i uh, well i say i'm actually kind of glad i didn't wear it but i probably would have been glad because that material is like um it's a light material it's almost like a dry fit type material and uh that pirate vibes only shirt was not thicker it was much thicker and i probably dropped a few pounds in just sweat from sitting up there it was a toasty weekend toasty day today as well uh, so how many of you joined us in screwing the pirates this weekend by not doing <laughs> something we should have done? Because part of the blame goes to me, a little bit to Shirley. And I showed up to the game because unfortunately this year, because of all the you know side stuff that I do, sometimes with ECU softball and lacrosse and soccer, I haven't been able to get to a baseball game all year long. This oh, was my was, first game. Oh, yeah. Well, you are probably the main issue then. Yeah, yep. so yeah, go, just Shirley. lay it on my shoulders, I guess. Way to go. So, uh, well, now you know. Way to Sorry, go. guys. You're never allowed to go to another baseball game. Well, I wanted to be there in case history was made because I wanted... You prevented it from being made. I know. <laughs> That's why I stayed home on Sunday. Well, appreciate you doing that. But that didn't work either. <laughs> no, it did not. <laughs> Yeah, I tried. I tried to get in some proper clothing yesterday, but it was uh, too little too late. Uh, let's hear uh, from some of the players, Charlie. Do you know who we got here in this clip? Um, for ECU, it was uh, I think it's the Ben Newton, uh, Bryson Worrell. And Cooch. And Cooch. Okay. All right. Let's hear from uh, those guys after the loss to Texas early this morning. I feel for these guys here because uh, we wouldn't be where we are today without these guys. Uh, group of leaders that even when they weren't playing, led our group, and uh, they gave us everything they had as our team did. Um, 14 and 13, man, 120 in a row, won the regular season, won as many games as the 2019 team did in the in the uh, regular season, then won the conference tournament, and then won a regional and got a chance to host the first Super Regional on campus here at Clark LeClaire Stadium, and um, you know, just, we weren't quite good enough and you know yesterday was our today or yesterday was our day to do it and we let it slip away we just didn't play quite quite good enough texas is really good and uh, you know for everybody these young men do it the right way uh you know and i don't care if i don't ever coach in the college world series as a head coach that's not my job my job is to develop young men and, and to make them into better people and and our culture is the reason we survived this year i mean we lost our number one for the season and, and cooch for uh two months i mean cooch is hurt and cooch is pitching um hurt and he wanted to do that so um not many teams in the country could lose your number one and number two and do what we did and i'm just so proud of them and it hurts well man i mean it hurts worse i've been in their shoes when I when I played my last game in a super regional and just wish I could have done more um, but uh, 
bad stuff happens to good people every single day and and they did it the right way and they have nothing to hang their heads about as as our team doesn't so um but we're going to keep knocking on the door till we knock it down questions for the players Bryson, just how do you kind of sum up your emotions right now with your seniors? Can you put it all into perspective? Um, yeah, I mean, it's a little disappointing. Um, looking back at the season, we had a great season. Um, got to host the Super Regional here on campus, like Coach said, for the first time ever. Um, obviously, not the result we wanted today. Um, just wasn't our day, but um, yeah, it's disappointing. Jake, with the way you were able to come back and be able to throw today, what, what's that like to be able to you know finish out your, your season pitching? Um, I don't know. I guess it's more just wanting to do it for like for the guys. Um, wanting to get back out there with them. It sucks not being a part of it, but finding a way to be a part of it um, from from the bench or from wherever. But um, you know, you want to be in it. You want to be in the fight with the guys. So that's something that. That I wanted to work myself back into. For you down the stretch, I mean, it sounds like you weren't quite 100. percent So, what was kind of that mental battle like, trying to, like you said, get back in the fight, but also yeah. not being your yourself? Yeah, I mean that that thought's definitely there. Of you know, that's painful, but um, you know, I got I got to if I'm going to pitch, I better I better be able to pitch and not not blame that on anything or um, anything like that. So. Um, I guess it's just, I don't know, flipping the switch of it, it might hurt, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. But yeah. Any more questions? Then for you, as a, coming as a Juco guy, you know, spending a few years here, just what did this place mean to you, you know, getting acclimated to East Carolina and the culture here? Uh, yeah, the, um, the acclimation wasn't easy at first. Um, but when you look at it now, it's worth every uh, blood, sweat, and tear. Um, it's a great university. It's a great baseball culture. It's a great crowd. It's everything you want out of college baseball at ECU. Um, I mean, just looking back at this year, what we were able to do, it's, it's probably the most fun I've ever had on the baseball field this year. Um, even in moments where, you know, there's struggle, I just, this group, um, we really came together this year. Um, it was a really fun time to team to be a part of. Um, each individual had moments this season that helped us get here and I mean, to host a Super Regional at home. Um, I'm just extremely proud of this group. You guys this season had pretty much everything. I mean, a lot, especially the way you guys ended the year with just just how you played was incredible. So when you look back at like that journey, do you think that a lot of, of good things will be able to stand out from just from you know this body of work you guys put together? Yeah, I think uh, <clears throat> for me, it's passing that on to the next group, and for our, for them to realize that it's about the the relationships you have with each other first. Like you're not going to be a good team on the field unless you you trust each other and you spend time with each other. So hopefully that gets passed down and continued on for the years to come. All right, so how much does that rain delay affect you guys to you know start the game the inning and then have to have such a long five, I had lost track how many hours it was, but how did that affect the team? <clears throat> I don't think it really had a big effect on the game. Um, they come out and punch us in the mouth right to start with. Um, 
they did that again as soon as we came back from the rain delay. Um, and we didn't really get it going offensively pretty much the whole day. So I don't think the rain delay really had any uh, effect on how we came out and played. I think we still were ready to play when we came out. Um, like I said earlier, just wasn't our day. Any more questions for the players? Bryson, it seemed like the crowd was, again, trying to get, get you guys back in. But how tough is it when you're down, you know, 9-1 to string together that many quality at bats and kind of get back into the game at that point? Yeah, I mean, it's not an easy task. Um, but definitely having that crowd in the game, no matter what the score is, no matter if the rain delay, having the crowd there to always support us um, throughout any situation, it's, it's an awesome feeling. All right, Bryson Well, uh, Worrell, and others talking there after the game uh, last night this morning. It was a long one, lengthy delay. You heard Worrell there say that didn't have much uh, to do with it. They just couldn't get the bats going. Uh, as Texas, East Carolina basically spotted them there early in the game and uh, and just could never catch up. Did feel like in the bottom of the first, the Pirates had something rolling as uh, they did the what on Friday they got down two nothing immediately scored three runs right back and never looked back, and then uh, last night Pirates had nobody out runners on the corners Bryson up three zero count green light and he missed it and uh, I know he wants that one back because that that felt like a moment right there yeah. where uh, boy Pirate fans were locked in ready to go ready to make that comeback and uh, the Pirates were able to scratch across one which at that point you're still in it four to one. You're feeling okay. Problem is, Texas came back with a five spot in the yeah. second inning. Yeah, and uh, I was standing beside Ronnie Woodward, and I remember telling him, hey, he's got the green light here. Like, Rural has the green light. Last time he had a 3-0 count, he put it on the practice field. Yeah. Uh, in what? the uh, That was in the Was regional. that against Coastal? That was against Coastal last Monday, a week, for, uh, a week ago today. Um, but, yeah, your Savage uh, gets out of the inning with a strikeout, gets the guy looking. The crowd is just into it. The crowd is loud after a, what, six-and-a-half-hour delay. Um, and, you know, you, you, like you said, I just kept telling people, hey, if we can scratch one or two runs, uh, obviously you want to limit the damage uh, defensively and, and not have them score uh, any more runs. But, uh, yeah, the, the five spot there just kind of – deadened the waters there in Clark LeClaire, but even if even when it was you know seven to one, eight to one, ten to one, I mean the crowd was still in it at, at midnight, and uh, you know it, it, this is a, a an opportunity 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 for this uh, fan base. Uh, what we had this past weekend, and I, I think the fans did a great job. All right, uh, I nailed another prediction. Remember, I said a ton of runs going to be scored. UConn, Stanford. Well, they haven't scored since I said that. Uh, they're now in the bottom of the fourth. It's still three to two, huh. with UConn leading Stanford. It was three to two after the first, and it remains three to two right now. Uh, you don't have to do much to improve the the game and the atmosphere out at Clark LeClaire. Baseball uh, at Clark LeClaire is just a, a different animal. But uh, you know, there are some folks that think you could do things to improve the game of baseball, make it more fun, make it more entertaining. I saw this on Twitter from Jesse Case. He says if baseball really wanted to get exciting, they'd let a celebrity throw out the last pitch. Bases loaded, ninth inning, here's Danny DeVito. It's actually that's a pretty good idea. So whoever you bring in as your ceremonial first pitch person, well, it turns out they're going to have to pitch in the ninth with the game on the line. Kirk Kraft. Like, hey, you're up 10 runs, but Danny DeVito goes up there. You have to get, hey, Get him out. Danny, 
you get three out. You got three outs to get. You're gonna give him a whole inning. A whole inning. Oh, jeez. I think just one. Can out. he get? I mean, you're up ten runs. You think Danny DeVito can get up there and and, and get out of there? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't think he can throw a strike. But like, could Kirk Kraft get an out? I I don't know. He threw it across the plate. He'd give his team a shot. Give his defense a chance if he can keep it in the yard. Here's Kirk Kraft. Now pitching for the Pirates. Yeah, in the pitch for the Pirates. Kirk Kraft. <laughs> What would his walk-up song? What, what would his warm-up song be? I don't know, but he would take a lap around the stadium and wave to all the fans and sign autographs. And... Did you see that? Did you see that? <laughs> did you see what I just did? Oh God! If he actually did it in a game, that'd be saw crazy. him this weekend after being out in, awesome. in, in Oregon. So he was yeah. out there supporting the Pirates. Summer ninth, summer night, the ninth best pole vaulter in America. That's pretty cool to say. That is cool. And in fact, she's probably disappointed it wasn't higher. But uh, she had a good performance, nailed three of her jumps. Last Thursday, it was the first time I've ever watched pole vaulting on television. And uh, if there's a pirate involved, I will do it again down the road. All right, let's take our uh, final time out. We'll come back. We'll get ready to wrap things up here on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We've got more to go after this. Buccaneer Music Hall is your beacon of music in the land of Pirates and ENC. Open seven days a week from noon until 2 a.m., the Buck features live music every night of the week. Tuesday is karaoke with DJ Captain Morgan. Wednesday is acoustic night. Thursday is the DJ dance party. And Friday and Saturday nights, it's live bands. Check out the Buck's Facebook or Instagram page for more information. The Buccaneer Music Hall. We'll see you at the Buck. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a quick look at your stock market report. It was a rough day for the Dow. It dropped 876 points. Closed out the day at 30,516. NASDAQ was down 530 points at 10,809. And the S&P was down 151 points. Ended the day at 3,749. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Clip. All righty. Wrapping up a Monday, we just about got through it, and we did it together. Can't do this alone. When you go through tough times, you need somebody there. We are there for you. You are there for us. We are there for one another. I had uh, you mentioned this earlier in the program, but uh, I did have a lot of people come up to me and uh, thank us for what we do here at Pirate Radio, and that they enjoyed the watch-alongs uh, during this uh, this postseason run for ECU that's good to hear that people enjoy them and we're not just doing it for ourselves yeah so thank you out there folks uh most three-pointers in a final series three-pointers per game in a final series uh number one steph curry number two steph curry number three clay thompson number four steph curry number five steph curry number seven steph curry number eight steph curry it's been curry and thompson 
in the top eight other than this one player in 2013, Chandler Honeycutt. Ray Allen. No, and that's a good guess, and you're not going to guess this guy without really thinking about it, probably having a teammate and me giving you a hint that he's more of a six-man. He went to North Carolina. Uh... Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, Danny. Uh, yeah. Danny Green. Danny Green. What a! Uh, I would be showing this to everyone in my family if I was Danny Green. Family. Look how good I am. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and me. Uh, most three pointers in a final series per game. Danny Green hit three point eight six three pointers in the twenty thirteen finals. Uh, so there you go. Game five coming up tonight. I might check that out. I might find something to watch on tv i've been inundated with pirate baseball as all of you have so if i'm not asleep by nine o'clock yeah i might be I, I might tune into the nba finals but uh yeah i'm still worn out yeah uh, i'm very sluggish today yeah and emotionally physically yeah i'm uh, just worn out takes a lot out it's, of it. it's been fun but got to get ready for football season it's been a freaking blast uh but yeah you're right we uh and I guess our attention will start to creep over there as far as this program goes, too. We'll have our opponent previews, which we do every summer. We'll get that cranked up soon. You asked me about that a moment ago, Chandler, and planning on shooting out some emails this week. So we'll uh, we'll have that for you as we'll preview every team on the schedule. We'll uh, talk to somebody affiliated with that team. We'll do that. Also, uh, position previews. Um. I don't know if I want to push it back one more week with Igo or go ahead and did, we might dive into it tomorrow. Let's do it. Or Wednesday when Stephen Igo joins us on the show. Also, I've been seeing some pictures regarding EC basketball. Some of their newcomers uh, are getting moved in on campus and they're uh, getting ready to put the work in for November. We've got the Big Rock going on. Bryce Williams will join us Tuesday at 5. Might be going out live to uh, that area and talking to somebody uh, who is in the Big Rock. So, might be doing that on Tuesday. So, well, uh, maybe MJ. Maybe his airness. He is uh, registered. Catch 23. Catch 23. I saw their name today. Yeah, they uh, they hooked a Blue Marlin, but uh, then they released it. So I'm not sure if it was just too small or if they lost uh, the Marlin in the process of was trying it, to reel it in. Was it reeled in by Jonathan Ellerby? <laughs> I do not know. Uh, and are there any other celebrities there? I thought that Jordan being there would kind of be, now this would become a cool thing to do. So, like, um, Machine Gun Kelly. I'm just like, like some random celebrities, like, I'm going to buy a boat and do this. And I'm going to be out there in tattoos and I'm going to be a fisherman. You know, like, yeah. just for the photo ops and the story. I was thinking, like, country music star like Luke Combs or somebody like that. But somebody that doesn't look like they'd be in a fishing Yeah, tournament. somebody that doesn't belong at all. Yeah. Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson has the boat. And he is out there and he's cracking jokes. And there's actual guys on his boat working and he's not doing anything. Yeah. LeBron James. He's got plenty of time on his hands. As oh, long as well, he's a Laker. You speak. Uh, you mentioned uh, Michael Jordan. I just saw this pop up on my Twitter feed. Uh, he did not catch a big blue today, but he did reel in the current leader in the Dolphin division. Of course he did. So, And now he's motivated to catch the biggest blue ever known to man because he takes it personally. Mm-hmm. He's going to go out there with his bare hands and catch it and bring it on the boat. He is a competitive guy. He's a competitor. Uh, he competes. Competes. All right. He's got a good bunch. About out of words today, folks. 
Yeah, crank it, it's time crank to it up, wrap Shirley. up the show. You want to take it home? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, thank, am thank, I? Oh, go ahead. Thank you for attending today's show. If you chose to drink, please drink responsibly. Have a safe ride option available. On behalf of Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, Troy D. Ellerby, Glenn Griffin, Jenny Shelton, C.J. Schaefer, and the folks here at Pirate Radio, we thank you for listening. And please join us Tuesday, 3 o'clock, for an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.